You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Welcome back, movie lovers, for a big dose of based and demon-pilled netherworld adventures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck this, this movie is definitely based and fucking satanic-pilled. Fucking we're going to summon the devil watches. Was it, w- w- This could have been one of those movies growing up. Remember how everybody was afraid of the exorcist, man? Fucking, they were. You, get, you watch the exorcist, the fucking the demon's going to possess your VHS. That This wasn't one of those. I didn't see this till way later in life. I didn't see this as a kid. Yeah, I did. I mean, I wasn't like real little. I think I was probably like 12 or 13 when this came out. I wanted to go see it. I forgot to ask you, uh, are you recording a backup, uh, Zach, in case any paranormal uh, interference happens? With oh, I am, baby. We oh, got a thank backup, you so much. Because I'm really worried about these demons because, as we know from our boy Jacob Singer, like once you start talking about them publicly, they start coming for you. Ain't that right? Exactly. Fucking did, didn't you watch Zach Bagans? Zach Bagans' uh, movie? Fucking the, <laughs> no. The Is that the guy that has like the haunted horror museum or whatever? He, fucking he does. He does the fucking uh, supernatural ghost hunting TV mm-hmm. show ghost adventures and he put out a documentary where it starts out with him basically saying by watching this movie you could get your your house could get possessed they're basically trying to scare you away from watching the movie from watching again. jacob's ladder no not this movie oh his documentary. oh his document oh the, like just, the uh the ghosts are in the zeros and ones the pits I of guess, the blu-ray like, and dvd he puts it on that's that is like that's one of those like weird kind of like fucking things that, like why didn't we think of that before fucking just uh, literally market to people that like watching this movie is gonna fucking kill you fucking like that would have been dank if uh, they did that back when we were kids oh yeah they they kind of started like when we got older with Blair Witch they're like oh my god like I don't know like if you watch this <laughs> you, you could get wrapped up in the mystery they never really said that's gonna kill you though we need to be told it's gonna kill you like we need the Sammy Kura movies like exactly. just come here it's gonna, we're gonna kill you in the theater <laughs> there could be a guy I'm, I'm trying to think but I thought there was like I any like the town that dreaded sundown or something like that that ends like not like like it shows like the the you know the the movie. And then it shows like the people like going to the movie in the line outside, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, he could be sitting behind you." I thought there was some shit like that. Yeah, that, that did movie. happen. It did happen. It did. Hell yes. Genius. All right. So we're gonna get it rolling. We got a full two hours ahead of us here. Do we cause... even tell them what the movie is? Oh, they already know it's Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> I mean, we already <laughs> said it's demon pilled in the funeral. Fucking this bait is gonna get you fucking based. You're gonna be based. so based in demonologies after this one. We should we should be uh, strictly fucking doing vocals, uh, death growl vocals. The whole thing, the whole Jacob. time. Your wife has a horn in her mouth. Her, his wife is so Stacy. Oh his wife so yeah, Stacey. like th- that's pretty much the. That was my main interest of, uh, of this movie when it came out because I had a Fangoria that had the picture that I sent you just recently with the horn coming out of the mouth. Like, I don't know why they put that picture in Fangoria. I guess they couldn't show too much or something. And, like, exactly. yeah, like, that was that was erotic reading for me at the age of 12, believe me. 
Oh, that that is kind of a weird way to kind of see that effect for the first time. Is yeah, in, in a magazine, it's, a, it's supposed yeah. to happen really fast and then cut away. Like, what the fuck did I just see? Anyway, we should probably start the movie. Yeah, <laughs> let's start the movie. Well. There's a, a different versions. There's been different distributors. So depending on what version you have or where you're watching it on streaming or disc or wherever, you could see different opening studio logos. So we're gonna just jump past the studio logos and go straight into the credits. And the very first credit of this film is. The great Mario Kassar and Andrew Vagina present. They were the founders of Carol Co., who was originally making this movie. So, yeah, so we got it paused where it says Mario Kassar and Andrew Vagina present. So, please Vagina. get your. Uh, what was that? Vagina. Vagina. I know. That's his real name, too. Very famous uh, movie executive. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, get rolling. I'm going to sit, say one, two, three, go. And you hear me say the word go. Please press play on your remote. You ready, Zach? Oh, yes. One, two, three, go. I am sorry. I feel like I screwed up your intro. Like, fucking, I sidetracked it all over the place. No, it's okay. (laughs) Jacob's Ladder. Right into a Jacob's Ladder. They're presenting Jacob's Ladder. We we saw it all big, and then it's looking like Apocalypse Now type shit. It is. That was was another thing, too, because, I mean, I'm watching this on a stream on HD. Like I was telling Zach before, I didn't realize not only was this movie on Blu-ray until a couple months ago. I've been meaning to pick up a copy of it. But uh, it's been out on Blu-ray for like ten or twelve years, and like I had no clue. This is one I fucking I've loved since the first time I watched. Like I remember watching it for the first time, hearing about it for years, just hearing like fucking. I, I think uh, I remember hearing about it growing up, and like uh, I saw like this documentary that was on Bravo. It was like one hundred scariest moments or something like that. Mm-hmm. And actually, I found out about a lot of really uh, good kino fucking flicks that uh yeah, yeah. like uh, i found out about this on there i found out about like don't look now with the fucking the midget in the raincoat they, yeah. they spoiled that it was a midget in the raincoat in that but like i still fucking watched the movie enjoyed it very kino very kino like, by, by the way zach could you st- just try not to drop too many f-bombs because since we're doing jacob's ladder i think we're gonna have a lot of children tuning into this episode this is fucking the the, the movie uh, debut of one Macaulay Culkin. Exactly, he's going to and bring no, the kids in. Nobody the remembers that. Nobody remembers. Nobody. That. Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, he's in this. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like he's so forgettable. But it's like <laughs> well, he's barely in it. He, he is. He's got. It's like two. He he's uncredited actually. I don't know if he was a star by this point or if this was no. before. I think he was coming off of Uncle Buck. I think this was his transition film, which, which by the way, like uh, Macaulay Culkin doesn't show up for like another ninety minutes. But we're talking about already. I I looked at the release dates. Zach, can you believe this literally came out in theaters like the week before like Home Alone came out? Amazing, fucking amazing. That kid was living on top of the world that year. I know. What a fucking Chad. He he might like fucking he's not even gonna ever live that he peaked so young like him getting his dick sucked that's never gonna feel the same like fucking yeah i, I feel bad for him that's why he uh shows up at wrestling shows now he's he's searching for that high he got from doing jacob's ladder and home alone back to back back to back fucking kino royalty this man speaking of kino i thought it was an interesting choice uh from the screenwriting perspective that the movie starts out in vietnam and the platoon of soldiers uh their sergeant is tim robbins who's the titular jacob uh, singer um 
they start out the whole opening dialogue is all about how much uh, Tim Robbins takes a shit in Vietnam. Did you notice that? Exactly. Fucking, he takes a shit. He He's look, look at him in the bushes taking a shit right now with his rifle. In in the wilderness, fucking living among the the wild. Mm-hmm. You think that's what starts all this? You think the enemy smelt his shit and like, oh fuck. That's why they come. Yeah, probably this way. Fucking just uh, with precision, just like fucking strategic, just fucking like a razor, fucking finding out where they are now, mm-hmm. and and then throwing chemical war warfare to make Veen Rames just start convulsing and, exactly. and spitting up blood. Talk about the all star cast we have of the Vietnam platoon. We got a uh, Veen Rames, we got Eric LaSalle, and Pruitt Taylor Vince. Obviously, all before they got uh, you know discovered in big time in movies. Exactly. Is this the movie that did it? it was like somebody just watching fucking J- Jacob's Ladder, man? This fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it kind of is like a big budget. Uh, what, what is it? A fucking trauma movie? Uh, Combat Shock. Yeah, yeah. It kind of is like that. I'm noticing that right now. Yeah. So the soldiers are getting attacked, but like it's obvious, at least to me at this point in time. I don't know how obvious it was at the time watching as a kid, but like. They just start like dropping over and having like seizures, like blood coming out of their eyes and mouths and nose. And it's like, like everybody's screaming, "What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on?" And it's like it's obviously some kind of like uh, chemical like attack or something. Exactly. So, are we gonna assume people have seen this movie? We can spoil it. Talk about. Oh like, yeah, what? we. I mean, with, with, with every <laughs> single one, we spoil because we assume. But but I do think with this one because. It's weird because this movie is super famous, Zach, but I feel like there's still a lot of people, like not that many people talk about it. So I feel like a lot of people probably just will know the title of Jacob's Ladder, maybe whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, it's it's full spoiler. And here's why I don't mind going full spoiler besides, you know, we need to to talk about what we need to talk about. But like, I thought this film, my, my recollection of this film, my memory, I haven't seen this all the way through since the theaters. Yeah, Eric LaShawl shot like come out of his nose. It was very bizarre. But um I mean, he big comes right out of his mouth. He did the fucking Eddie Furlong shit. Yeah. And I guess it's it's easy to say this when you know the twist of the movie or whatever, but like I thought this movie started out like like real normal and then like slowly devolved into all the demonic shit. Like this movie's very like up front and in your face within the first fifteen minutes of everything that's going on in the movie, you know what I mean? As soon as this movie, for some reason, I was telling him before we started, like everything, every scene in this movie is like iconic to me. Like I fucking remember every scene, like I've seen it a thousand times. And I, I remember, like I love so many lines in this movie and I'll bring them up as we go along. But like, yeah, just fucking the, the way it started. See, the way I always interpreted this movie, well, not always, but like uh, now I do, you know, seeing it multiple times is I think, you know, <clears throat> well, fucking... Uh, basically what happens is uh, we know that Jacob dies here when he gets stabbed and then throughout the rest of the movie it's like it's almost like it's happening in real time and it's like him floating in and out of like a conscious like a fucking sleep and like uh, like maybe the things he's hearing and stuff is like influencing kind of the dream he's having and it's fucking basically it's like uh, fucking it's just like a crazy acid trip and uh fucking uh, and we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it as we go along because there's this fucking uh, the way the uh the chiropractor is like yeah. fucking he he represents some kind of like uh uh you know uh Angel. comfort comfort to him yeah. he always felt safe when he was in the the doctor's 
the chi- what do you think about chiropractors? You think they're uh, bullshit artists? I don't know if they're bullshit artists, but I do know this. Um, just recently, within the past year, there was a lady where I work who had severe back problems at one point. I think she had some sort of serious back injury from uh, like a car accident from years ago and like she went to a chiropractor and they cracked that shit so bad that like like they actually did the opposite instead of helping her like they fucked her up so bad that she was like bedridden for six months and had to do leave of absence and almost had to have a surgery where they were going to shoot all this like hardening semen into her spine and shit so like like I, I i've also had other co-workers that like go every two weeks and they're like oh yeah i gotta get the book i mean i guess i'm lucky i don't suffer from major back problems i just get lower back pain from, randomly from time to time um, it probably is like that thing where like fucking you like as a kid or like now sometimes like fucking you get your buddy like oh yeah crack my back you like get on the floor yeah. or they do something and it's like it feels better but it's like apparently all it's doing is like kind of like making error kind of push out in between yeah. the bones it's yeah. like is that really doing anything i don't know well the, Maybe... the way danny aiello does it in this movie though he performs like internal surgery when he does it like i've never seen anything like that but i mean exactly. I, just going back to what i was saying I, I personally would not go to a chiropractor like unless i was just like it, it, it desperately kinda, seeking help you know yeah it seems kind of scary in this movie yeah. like what like what do you just like it that jump scare where he just twists his neck and it's <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck it's like holy shit! I don't think I could ever relax around anybody like that to let them do that to me. Yeah. So we should so, we should mention yeah. Uh, basically, we get, we saw Jacob get stabbed and then he wakes up in the subway and uh, he looks at a sign of that says hell real big on it. Basically, he is in Silent Hill now because I, I mentioned mm-hmm. that too. Is like this is basically the Silent Hill movie we never got and we don't need because Silent Hill is just based on this movie. Mm-hmm. I love that though. Yeah, the guy has a giant penis that like flops out of his um <laughs> coat. It was like it was like so big he was trying to like wrap it around his legs to hide how big his penis was. And then the old lady look they're just yeah. weird kind of it, it reminds me of that remake of uh, uh Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the seventies with fucking Oh uh, yeah, Donald Sutherland. Do you like that movie? Because I actually really like it. I do. I was yeah. wanting to get the the 4K or whatever. Yeah, recently. like I screwed up and got the uh, original Blu-ray like a while back, and it's like weird. It doesn't look bad, but it does something weird to my eyes when that the camera pans. Like it does, like it makes my eyes go weird. So I'm thinking maybe I should get the 4K. Maybe that would fix it. I don't know. Mm. Oh yeah, this this is like apart from Silent Hill Three. You're fucking walking through the uh, the uh, fucking subway here, subway station. Which, which, by the way, I'm not going to read it word for word, but uh, uh, I looked up some trivia for this. Like, I guess, like, they couldn't, like, shut down a subway station, like, you know, whatever. So, like, they went to, uh, like, a sub part of the subway that, like, was, like, like, closed down for years and years. But it was, like, so screwed up, they had to, like, redo the tile to make it look like it was current, like, like usable still in operation okay. subway but like if you look at the subway station it looks like it's covered in feces and piss it's so dirty the fact that they had to kind of reconstruct and rebuild this like platform here is like kind of mind-blowing fucking it looks literally like my living room right here right yeah, where i am exactly do you see he's, the urine the feces rolling down everywhere, the, the, the everywhere. side fucking, there he's gonna walk over a rat here fucking same 
But but like I was saying though, like when he saw the guy's big penis tail, like like we're I mean we're like less than ten minutes. Like that's what I was saying to you is like I remember this movie being like like I thought it was like this big slow burn, and then like he would start seeing the demons like halfway through. Like he's seeing the demons like ten minutes into the movie. He's just seeing very weird thing. Like the way they do it is really uh, clever and, and well executed. Like fucking, he's walking out of the subway and he just kind of glances over at a homeless guy covered up and he just kind of sees like a tail or something fucking flick into his coat and then he fucking he has to hurry up and walk out before it closes on him and it's just like did i just see that fucking very well done fucking uh we we all do that like the thing fucking you know what people talk about seeing ghosts and shit like i saw through the corner isn't it weird that it's always through the corner of your eye (laughs) yeah it's never like dead on I love is, this one. Yeah, like when the subway almost in the, like this. I feel like this is probably in the trailer, and that's probably why I remember this scene so much. But like this part, like when he jumps out of the way, and then he gets up and he looks at the subway windows, and like they're all like obviously like dead people and freaky. Like, and then the guy at the end is like a fucking Slender Man Hellraiser, like the bag thing. over set or something. Yeah, like. Like, like this is what, it, yeah, like this is what I mean. Like this movie is just so in your face. Like it's so obvious that, you know, like he's I, either dead or in a purgatory or like demons are on Earth or just something. You know what I mean? Exactly. Fucking, it's like it, I mentioned, like, oh, fucking, like, is this his dream? Like, fucking, but people talk about, like, oh yeah, well, you before you die, well, your your whole life flashes before your eyes. What if this movie's asking the question, like, what if it's not something happy like that? What if it's like before you die, you have like the worst fucking nightmare of your life? Like, wouldn't that suck? <laughs> that's what that's what well, the movie pretty, asks. Yeah, I mean, that ends up being pretty much the thesis of the film. But even this, <laughs> like, was there some significance to the pennies jammed in the little window of the thing? Just weirdness, yeah. yeah. Like I, I guess maybe uh, as people were going up, they just put a penny in there that they found on the ground. I don't know, fucking just weirdness. Well, and the weirdness too that like the hallway of his apartment building is like full of baby carriages. Like in real life, like like I guess you could say like oh, all the people in the thing like they just because they got lack of space, they got to put it out in the hallway of the baby carriages. But like that shit would get stolen in a second for real in New York. Exactly. Fucking our boy, uh, we are we are seeing his apartment. Looks like he's coming home. He's got a doggy, very Chad uh, dog. Uh, I wanted to call him uh, Dogging Tatum, but I was like, that's not what we. That's not what we do. We say Chatting Tatum. But he's got a got a big Stacy. Big Stacy. Rest, rest, rest in peace, Stacy. I did not know she died. Yeah, very sad. I remember when it happened. I was shocked because she was still so young. That is crazy. Yeah, she was. She was one of the people on the Bravos, 100 scariest movie moments or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like fucking, uh, she was talking about the movie, and like I was just like fucking. It showed old shots of her, and I was just like, dang, big Stacy, big Stacy. <laughs> Yeah, I had major boners for her when I was a kid because um, she's in a movie called uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills where she plays, like, the living maid to these rich people. And, like, uh, in the movie Richard Dreyfus, like, he sneaks out of his bedroom with his wife to go have sex with her, like, down the hallway. So, like, I already, like, at a young age was, like, super attracted to her. And then in this movie, she's so horny and naked, like, the whole time. Well, she, she is raring to fuck she is raring to yeah. fuck 
she she just got into the shower with her boy and then it cuts away to a flashback of him fucking see that's what we're led to believe the whole first time i watched this i remember thinking like okay he was in vietnam and it's setting it up like this is a flashback and then like fucking yeah and uh, yeah i guess like he's just he keeps falling asleep drifting in and out of uh consciousness baby fucking uh uh, and the world's just coming all over him. Exactly. It's raining. It's raining. I, I think, too, like, when you don't really know, like, the true mystery, like, the first time you watch it, you're supposed to believe that the reason it keeps flashing back to, like, all his nom shit is, like, that he's seeing the demons because of his, uh, it's, like, some form of PTSD. Exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll get to that, though. It, it seems like it is. It's like, it, like we're watching the movie play out in real time as they're carrying him into the you know uh, you know into the fucking helicopter and everything and, and we're floating in and out of and then it is it's just like it plays out like uh it's happening in real time as he's dreaming it and of, like of course we we gotta give major props again to elizabeth pena for electing to do this sh- uh scene with her shirt completely open so we can see her breasts the whole time they're doing the dialogue of the scene damn stacy damn mm-hmm. stacy Fucking, I just, uh, fucking, don't you just want to fucking uh, ejaculate all of her titties? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, had to, I had to drag this into just, like, the fucking yeah. bottom of the... <laughs> well, but, well, yeah, believe me, the, when, when, whenever I saw this, the, this was, you know, when I was 12, 13 years old, whenever I went to see this, this was basically an erotic thriller to me because the way she was in this movie. Fucking, I, I brought this completely to Kame Gang territory. Fucking it's I, all right. It's Jacob's. I mean, Jacob's Ladder is all about the purgatory and like the sins. And, and we should talk about her character, by the way. Her her name is Jezebel, and her nickname is Jezzy. And then she's completely mocking him because he he was previously married and had a, a, like three kids. And she, um, she's actually a fucking. She's actually really cool in the movie. Like fucking yeah. Jesse seems like a cool person to hang out. I want to hang out with Jesse. I want to party with Jesse. And I think as I was watching it this time, I think I realized a fucking Jesse uh, like and it's based on Jezebel. He brings that up later that like, oh, that's yeah. uh, she she says something about like, oh, she hates biblical names when he tells her the name of uh, her kid. Like that's that's some uh, things that are scattered throughout the movie too. Like she'll say things that are like why would somebody say that? Fucking, and it's just like the movie's playing with you, like uh, making you feel like something's off. He'll, he'll mention the, he'll start crying when he thinks about Macaulay, uh, the poor Macaulay who, who passed away. We'll find out later in the movie how he passed away. Uh, uh, spoiler alert: It was because Tony Robbins wasn't watching him, and he fucking he, exactly. he drove his bike into the uh, the, the street. And that's a shocking scene. <laughs> that's a shocking scene. It Whenever, is. He, he rides his bike in the scene, and then it just fucking, uh, bang! It just shows yeah. it happened real quick. Well, he drops scare. the baseball cards. Exactly. It happens real quick, and it's a yeah. jump scare, but it's just like, oh, fuck! Like, whenever you see uh, uh, a big car hit uh, a small bike, and you see the damage it can do, it's like, fucking, it damn. Apart. Yeah. Exactly. You know she's a good girlfriend, because she totally mocks and makes fun of his kids. Exactly. That, that's what I was getting at, though. Like, yeah, she'll say stuff like that, and it's just like, fucking something seems off about this relationship, and it is. It's just like, fucking later on in the movie, he'll wake up. He'll be like, honey, fucking, 
I dreamed I was like fucking we were uh, I wasn't married to you anymore and in the movie just playing with you the whole time like fucking which version of reality is the real version fucking uh, and you never expect that the fucking the real version of reality is the nom shit where he's he's just laying on the table <laughs> bleeding out the whole time well, like, there, there's, like, a version of this movie they could have made, which I would have really enjoyed, where it would have been, like, he, um, like, it is real, and, like, he did survive now, and just because he was so near death, that's why he could see the demons. Like, I would like to see that version of the movie as well, you know what I mean? Fucking, I'm, I'm trying to be, like, uh, I'm looking at it, like, trying to be all fucking, like, you know, from the... Just sticking to the, like, you know, the, the facts. Fuck, I'm not even bringing into it, like, the idea that this could be hell. He could be in hell. Like, that could yeah. be what the movie's getting at. Like, it, like that's the scarier version of hell to me uh, than just, like, fire and shit. Is just, like, like yeah. a bad trip where it's just trying to fucking destroy everything you hold dear and shit. Like, stuff like that just happening over and over. That would be terrible. <laughs> Well, it's really interesting. You got to pay attention because, like, the the idea here is that one of his kids came by and left a paper bag full of photos of, like, you know, his family. Mm-hmm. And he, when he saw his um his the picture of Macaulay, his son who died, he started crying. So then you see Jesse take the bag of pictures and just throw them like in the garbage chute, which also has like a fire pit in it. So she burns up the things, which like. I did notice that, like, ooh, that's harsh. You're burning pictures of the guy's kids that, like, he could probably, you know, never get these pictures back. You know what I mean? That's just to throw us off, too, yeah. to make us think, like, oh, something sinister with her, so that we're, like, questioning her motives. It's kind of genius, because, like, yeah, you never, like, uh, they really did. They threw you off well throughout the movie. And we're seeing our boy Jacob. He, he's, a, he's a postman, big postman. Yeah. We're going to... Uh, Aiello in his speech though he directly addresses that about the the burning of memories and stuff it's, and like I, I always thought that was interesting you know like how many people actually caught that like the first time they watched the movie you know what I mean exactly Fuck it. every time I watched the movie too uh, I remember like uh, uh, for the longest time I was just like man I, I really love this movie I feel like I feel like I want to give it like a 9 at least but there's just something weird about the way it's structured, the way uh, we're, we're seeing that uh, Jacob and, uh, uh, and and our girl they work together in the post. Very, yeah. very Stacy. Very Stacy. She's such. She's in such this a, scene, she looks so beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, don't you just want to hug her? Oh, exactly. You just want to hug her, and cry. And kiss on the cheek and cry into her uh, neck and the back of her hair. I just want to fucking cry and let her tell me everything's going to be fine. Everything's just going to be fine. Yeah, hurt me, big mommy. Drown me in a bathtub full of ice. Exactly. <laughs> which, which I thought it was funny. Like, that's like the, the picture of him in the bathtub and ice. Like, that's what they use for, like, the streaming picture. Like, when you click on it. I'm like, out of all the scenes of this movie, like. It is like an iconic shot, and it is what they used on the Blu-ray. It's a terrible cover, the Photoshop work yeah. they did for the cover. But, Very um, weird. I, I was going to say, though, like, the thing that, like... Because, like, when I rewatched this the other day, I was, like, excited to be watching the movie because I always remember it as being a cool movie, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, like... But it was, like, the first half, it was kind of bumming me out because it was, like, there wasn't, like, much plot. It was just, like... 
okay, he's doing all this stuff. These are all the characters in his life. And it was, like, so on the nose that he, to me at least, that he was in, like, Purgatory or Hell or whatever. And, like, mm. even to the point here, like, I like Danny. I always like Danny Aiello. Um, mm. He's good in this movie, but not nearly as good as he was in the stuff. Remember him in the stuff? Fucking, he's got all the right stuff, Danny yeah. Aiello. But, uh, but, like, this part where he looks at him and uh, whatever his name is, Louis Tim Robbins goes, oh, you look so angelic in this light, in, like, the office light and all that kind of shit. And I was kind of watching this the other day, and it was kind of bugging me. I was like, why is this movie so fucking on the nose? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, and it was like, the movie's two hours, which I don't mind. I enjoy all the parts of the movie. But I was kind of like, fuck, man. Like, I got another hour and a half of them just telling me over and over that he's in hell before they actually tell me he's in hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, but, I I get it, babe. I get it. Yeah. But 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 I will say, and we'll get to it when it kicks up. But the second half, all of a sudden, like where the first half of the movie feels like it has no plot and it's like kind of directionless. He's just kind of like, you know, scared and confused, trying to figure out what's going on. The second half, all of a sudden, like all this plot kicks in, and I really like that. And like it really, I was like, oh, this actually is like just as good as I remember it, if not better. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There is a lot of the, uh, a couple uh, of shots coming up. See, this is the part I was talking about where he just fucking. Oh, he breaks his neck like Jason. I can't imagine trusting a doctor. Yeah. Uh, I don't even. A chiropractor isn't even a doctor. Fuck, I can't imagine trusting yeah, a doctor. Yeah, that's what always scared me about chiropractor. Here it is. Oh, he's so angelic in this light. But um, yeah, like I mean, I don't know. Like, like I, I think it's very dubious how much medical whatever. You know. See, I I think this uh, basically there it, it's letting you know right here that fucking he basically looks at uh D- Danny Aiello as like a fucking uh well it's like this is his therapy basically yeah. fucking uh I I I just realized I want a fucking uh uh cover of Ario Speedwagon with all, all people dressed like Danny Aiello uh, Aiello Speedwagon Aiello Speedwagon that'd be good I would come yeah. I can't fight this feeling anymore. Gotta snap your neck onto the floor. Hell yes. He just he should just do all the songs as this character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, are, are we supposed to get a lot of bass symbolism? Like he he walks by some rabbis. There's a bunch of uh, uh, young black girls um, on the corner. They start because he's dressed as a postman because that's his job. They start singing "Wait for Me, Mr. Postman." And it's just, like, so weird. Like, what part of hell is this? <laughs> fucking, it, it's letting him think that fucking uh, he's happy for a second before he... he you, gotta, you gotta remember uh, fucking the good times. Uh. <laughs> this, is, this is, like, the simulation, right? Like, this is the Matrix part. This is the part that the Wachowski stole. Possibly. See, I, I always watch this and think, like, fucking, what if, what if this is just, like... Things like that are like things he like. Maybe that song is playing on the radio, and it's like a right. doo-wop version. And so he just incorporated that into his dream. That's kind of how I think about it while I'm watching this. And uh, there's a there's a movie that came out recently, kind of did something like that too. The the newest uh, uh, Charlie Kaufman movie. Ooh. Have you watched that? The Netflix. No. What's it called? Fucking. I'm thinking of ending. It's not exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> that dummy head, yeah. It's really creepy. It's like you can barely see it because of the glare on the, the back of the windshield thing. It's, it's so... It, it, the way it's done works perfectly to me. Like they yeah. did. They just picked up... We're going to deliberately choose the the shots where the glare is there. And yeah. then and 
and it works. It just it works perfectly for the movie. Yeah, because I mean that's how it would, it would look if you really seen it. Now th- exactly. this is where it starts getting more demon uh, based and pilled. Exactly. See, he just—it's almost like I—I I do like fucking every scene of this movie. It's probably because of how much I love the Silent Hill games, and this mm-hmm. this movie just kind of hit the same thing. But yeah, I probably would give this movie at least a nine out of ten. Yeah, like it—it's—it's it's one of those things. Like, if I were to have any sort of criticism of it at all, it would be like I say, like it just—it just nails the point home so hard that there's very little mystery really what's even going on but like Mm -hmm. in terms of like is the movie interesting or not like yeah it is and like i think it's great the way it looks because like one thing i never really quite like really grasped until this go around with it was was um they never say like what the years is because obviously it's supposed to be like years later that he's back from vietnam and stuff so i was like like, when I saw this movie, you know, whenever it came out, like, I thought it was supposed to be, like, present day, like, 20 years later after he was in Vietnam or something. But I think mm-hmm. when you watch it, I think even the part where he's, like, in present day, like, as the postman, I think that's still supposed to be kind of like the 60s or maybe 70s still. Mm-hmm. So, right here, he stopped by this place to, to... I think he's checking on a friend, and he basically finds out that uh, his buddy died. So, this is, like, the, the kind of where it starts kicking off yeah i uh, I took it that he's the guy he's looking for the dr carlson it seems like he's like the va like a psychiatrist that helps them with like ptsd and shit yeah yeah and and so he's getting frustrated you get very frustrated he's yelling at the nurse and her hat falls off here and he sees a fucking horn on her head just weirdness it almost looks is it a horn or it almost looks like a a part of her skull broke and it's just it would almost yeah it almost looks like a tumor or something (laughs) and then he just starts running down the hallway and i thought this was interesting the levels at this film like if you if you watch real closely here zach he's running down the hallway right and then like really getting biblical with the references he almost he almost knocks over a bunch of kids here those kids that are trying to know god that they wrote that book about he almost mm. knocks them over and then he runs down the hallway so like that's how deep they were that they were even referencing that obscure book from back then exactly exactly the fucking fucking big came big yeah come, the kids that were the, the helping the kids that were trying to know God exactly nobody's gonna get that right <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy on eBay selling the book will trust me exactly but uh that, he, that's his meal ticket but um but I thought this was like, and this is like what's kind of interesting about the dream world or the simulation world. And it kind of speaks to like when you do have dreams. Like I actually just had a weird dream last night that was very similar to the video game I was playing before I went to bed. But um, like yeah. when he meets this guy who informs him that uh, Dr. Carlson's dead. He died in a car accident. And he asks him, he's like, well, he's like, his car just kind of blew up. And he's like, what do you mean his car blew up? Like, like who dies of like a car explosion just out of nowhere you know what i mean but like mm-hmm. i i like that the guy was like normal like this like whatever he is this therapist guy like and it, it like it was actually this scene when i was watching i was like maybe he is in the real world like you know what i mean like it was actually done realistically mm-hmm. that's the, the yeah, fucking i was gonna like yeah uh i was gonna mention too i forgot what i was gonna say i i fucking what was it we were talking about before? <laughs> that guy looks like I don't know what I got kind of looks like a boshed clone of Sam Raimi, like bootleg Sam Raimi. He does. 
Or or does Sam Raimi look like a bootleg him? Which guy is more official? Because they both pretty bootleg. Really, right. So which one looks more like Bob's Burgers? Oh yes. I've never watched that show. Neither have I. I just know what the guy looks like. Oh yeah. Here we are back to the highly erotic nature of the film, though. Apparently, there was a sex scene that was cut out. Yeah, because when you're talking about when he was trying to talk to the nurse to get help to see a psychiatrist, saying he was frustrated, he was very frustrated, just not sexually. Exactly. Fucking. He, he, imagine like if we would have got that sex scene. Uh, fucking. You think they went all out? You think they showed Jacob spraying his commies and oh, Jezebel? Yeah. I mean. And, and he's like, oh, fuck it, this is why he calls her Jezebel. And then he just yeah. fucking shoots her to the ceiling like in Scary Movie. Yeah. You're my Jezebel. I, I feel like the reason uh, she's so sexual is just to, to, to keep him uh, with cum brain so he doesn't realize that. I, you know. I think she literally is like a distraction. Like she repre- yeah. Like every time she shows up, it's almost like directly after a part where he thinks of his wife and kids yeah which makes it seem like like uh like he's just like fuck like he he probably likes her and thinks she's cool and shit but it's like he still loves his wife but she'll have nothing to do with him because they must have fell apart after like he let the kid die or something yeah yeah like that's kind of what they intimate that that he just like mentally he fell apart after macaulay Culkin died but i, I mean I, like i'm looking at it i think he made the right choice really chad fucking big chad she's so stacy she's yeah. so stacy exactly <laughs> which, which is funny because er, early in the film when he's kind of like confused like he doesn't know what's going on like like all she wants to do is like like lure him into bed to have sex but then, like, later when he actually gets, like, a very clear idea, like, what he thinks is going on, and he's talking about the demons and all that, like, she becomes very nagging and not sexual and, like, almost, like, grandma-like with, with the way she dresses later in the film. Did you notice that? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Very, like, very Aquino fucking... We are, we are def- appreciating this Aquino. We are. I love this. I love this entire fucking scene. This entire set piece yeah the climax of this set piece at the house party like like i feel like if uh, we were wanting to turn this one into a commentary uh this would be the equivalent of the bathtub scene from savage streets oh yes oh yes but okay. i find, I find it right though like another girl <laughs> at the party wants to have sex with him too so again i think this is just like the 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 succubus uh demons this, trying to is this uh, what it's like to be tony robbins holy shit yeah Tim Robbins, I mean. <laughs> this, yeah, this is what the power of positivity does. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. They just think, fucking, aren't you Tim Robbins? Aren't you that really positive guy? Fucking, fucking, he, fucking, our boy Tim Robbins is just bathing in the pussy. Fucking, that's mm-hmm. what. What is it? The fact that he's a mailman. Oh yeah. All the fucking, he, he's got chicks singing to him. He's got fucking just uh, all this different. He's got two different. Uh, subplots families going on he's got three women that want to have sex with him at this uh thing plus his his old wife still loves him too but like i think it's just that he's like six foot four and they all realize he's probably got a big hog shit you know what i forgot i was gonna do a really funny joke (laughs) where i literally tried my hardest to get like fucking make it i forgot all about this but i had a great joke everybody i was gonna fucking wait till it was like okay you ready to start it and i was gonna be like fucking dude 
we're not doing the fucking uh, the one from 2016 or 2019 because this was remade. This was remade and everybody forgot. Yeah, like I remember when it was getting threatened that it would be remade, but then I never heard it. And even had that Michael Ely guy who was like a pretty, like, well-known actor for a while. And like, yeah, like this movie just like, or it the was... remake. I mean, it just like it just came and went. Like I'm guessing directed video. Fucking, uh, the fact that it is an hour and 29 minutes, mm-hmm. and it fucking is so shitty, and this movie is almost two hours, and way better. Well, like, I, did you actually watch the remake at all? I did. Yeah. I just read like, the, the Wikipedia, and it, yeah, it was like, <laughs> it didn't sound like this movie at all. I, I don't remember much about it, but I rated it on IMDb, and I rated it a two out of okay. ten. And then to wash the taste out of your mouth, you just watch the Tim Robbins erotic classic. See, I love that scene right there where she said, according to this, you're already dead. Fucking, yeah. And he reacts like you would if you heard that in real life. But knowing it in the context of the movie, it's like, oh, fucking, there's something sinister about that line. And even yeah. she wanted to fuck him. Yeah. She, she's like, give me those blue eyes. Is this like fucking... His it, it, this has to be his afterlife. Maybe that's a like a, a little thing letting us know, like they're all feeding into his ego, like like we would want if we were, you know, thinking about this happening, almost as if it's a dream. Yeah. And, and fucking, this is great though. Fucking the the song they're listening to when they start dancing uh, here is James Brown, and it's from an album called Hell. Oh, amazing. Fucking, uh, uh, I wonder why they chose that. The reference is so subtle. Exactly. <laughs> this is the highlight of the movie. Like, I, like you know how like horror movies have like that part where like somebody's head gets cut off or something. Like to me, this is the highlight of Jacob's Ladder because like, like I was telling you, I was like highly eroticized over Elizabeth Payne in this film, and it was because I had a Fangoria that had the picture of the horn coming out of her mouth. Yeah, so fucking he starts kind of getting uncomfortable and walking around. Fucking as uh, people are just kind of laughing at him and shit. Uh, and uh, right here, uh, we're going to see fucking a strobe light. Have it. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like fucking Night of the Demons. She's doing some Angela shit. Yeah. And fucking dancing and like a, a tail shows up. Mm-hmm. It, it's really well done the way it's shot because like, yeah, it is hard. It is kind of weird seeing it in Blu-ray because it's like I remember watching it on VHS and it's always darker. And yeah. seeing it on Blu-ray, it is like well lit, but it's still like just uh well lit enough to where it's like fucking it's, it's still like it seems like uh, the things we're not supposed to see are hidden or something right. like it still works to me yeah because yeah. there's a lot of parts of the movie it's like here this is where like i think he's probably like the only like actual human soul at this party though because everybody's acting like super demonic exactly fucking uh or jesse very stacy very stacy yeah. She, she's hot when she's demoned out. Holy she's, shit. Oh, yeah. She's basically dirty dancing with this guy because Tim Robbins is too square to dance. And then next thing you know, she's got a big, uh, what do you call it? The hentai tail it's flapping between her legs. Yeah, and like, it... they never show it full on. But, like, okay, here's another touch. Did you notice, like, there, like, the, the basically the guy behind her, like, you never get a full on view of him, but he basically turned into a giant winged demon and he's, like, fucking her with this big tail. And, yeah. um,. But he, he, like, cut her side, and then, like, earlier, yeah, it was, like, the dummy head, she got, like, a full, um, like, what do you call it, talon spike, uh, like, 
it went up her ass so hard that it came out her mouth literally and the way it's shot is it's like is that all happening in our mind or is that yeah. literally what is ha- is that literally what it says in the script or is that just our mind doing that it's shot in the way that makes it almost seem like we're the dirty ones right, right. <laughs> like it's just a big wing like a six foot tall vampire bat that's just humping like, her ta- heart what are you talking about a big gremlin just came out and yeah. attached itself to her back cl- climbed inside of her shirt and just like slithered around her like a snake like but the way the way he when he was fucking her um like he sliced open her leg like if you notice or in like the earlier scene like when she was completely topless she had a big scar on her boob which i'm pretty sure that scar is not there in any of the other scenes where she's topless so like does she just go out and get railed by demons and then has these scars that like slowly heal up over time and just tim robbins never notices you know what i mean this man has the best fucking girlfriend ever and he doesn't know how good he has it And look, she's gonna fucking save his life after he just like cock blocked her, basically. After she's getting fucked by that gremlin, yeah. he just fucking he starts spasming out. I, I love his reaction to see because her the 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 dummy head that you saw for the first time in uh, Fangoria, which I can imagine yeah. like when you see it in the movie, it's like oh that that's not as effective now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I could. What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? I had a good point to make. <laughs> But like, yeah, I had something good to say there. But like, it's all good. Did you ever have this happen to you though? Because he has a temperature of 106, and the doctor's like, "Oh, you gotta throw him in the bathtub with ice and all this." Exactly. I remember when I was like, I don't know, probably like about 14 years old. I had a high fever, and I had to do this. Like my mom, like I could barely move or anything. My mom had to get me in the bathtub, and like, we didn't dump in tons and tons of ice, but it was just like as cold of water as like the whatever will come out of the faucet type thing you know what i mean which is pretty cold actually and then but just my body was like so hot like this was torture being put in a fucking tub like this this is literally just gonna turn into a fucking jesse appreciation commentary because look how she's taking care of our boy here i know why do you think he got that high fever do you think because he mentally he was observing so much demonic activity it was like overloading him exactly fucking he he has like a fucking uh an allergic reaction to being cucked by a demon yeah mm-hmm. we're like if you made this now not the shitty remake that they made but if you made a true version of this like the 2022 version would be that he would enjoy watching that happen he'd jack off yeah and then, and then right later as... he would he would cry when he felt guilty about jacking off to him. oh yes and then fucking and then he'd do it all over again what if he... that is like the best cum you ever have what if that is why they do it <laughs> You, what's sad is you know there's like somebody who like like the worst thing happening to like their wife or their girlfriend makes them come the hardest you know what I mean that's so fucking weird yeah <laughs> I, I want to hang out with these people I, I think I'd be nice to be have a friend like I'm the friend they need when they want somebody to fuck their wife I think yeah <laughs> Why but, am I going but, full game? But you know how like, that's been like the big trend the last couple years to talk about that, like that uh, cuck lifestyle and all that. There's <laughs> yeah, got to yeah. be like a dark side of that, that like when the boner's over and all the sexual excitement is gone, like like they got to be like crying over it at some point, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck we, here's the, uh, I almost call it the first mindfuck moment, but it's the first kind of family mindfuck moment because 
he'll, he'll wake up a couple times and it's like which which version of his life is right so now he's back with the wife that we thought died he's like fucking I was living with another woman it was fucking it was Jesse from the fucking she works with me in fucking the mail room it was it was a nightmare she's she's horrible fucking and then you start to believe it you start right. to believe like fucking oh shit and then he wakes up again in the fucking the other room. and you know what's funny is like when he wakes up in like the bathtub again mm. and it's like fucking he's, he's back like oh in the, shit yeah he's back in the nightmare and like fucking he has that moment of realization where he's like oh shit I'm back in the nightmare and then like a tear comes down his fucking every time I watch the movie I'm I'm happy that this, that's the version he's he's back to because this is the the more interesting version I want to see this man like go yeah. through this weirdness. <laughs> Well, I thought it was interesting, too, because you know how, like, something's happening to you, like, in real life while you're sleeping, and then it happens in the dream? Like, I, I vividly remember one time when I was a teenager, I was having a dream that I kept washing my hands over and over, and, like, I didn't know why. Like, I couldn't stop. Like, it was compulsive. And then when I woke up, it was because my dog was licking my the palm of my hand. And, like, that's kind of, like, what this is, because, like, he in in the whatever demon world, he's he's getting thrown into the bathtub full of ice, and he's freezing cold, but in this dream or whatever it is this reality where he's with his wife he's just super cold because the windows open during the winter time exactly and uh, uh like i mentioned earlier once he uh, uh some some uh, if i remember right uh, when i watched this earlier i think i noticed that like once he notices like fucking like uh, uh like he's thinking of his uh dead wife or his dead son again and his wife he he needs a distraction so that's when he fucking wakes up uh, back in the bathtub, fucking. I th- I think she just represents the distraction, like fucking, because uh, because thinking about his wife and his kid, uh, fucking, it brings the pain. It brings the pain to the Jacob, to the Jacob. Yeah. And, and I was gonna mention too. I think the reason they're very blatant about the uh, the references with the fucking the angels and the stuff, fucking, uh, with the Danny Aiello and everything. I think it's it was their way of like this is a way that we can kind of make the movie is what the fuck and, and mind fucky as we can because we're being very blatant about well it's all fucking it's all the afterlife and shit uh i because if you think about it, it is weird how it's structured and like they fuck they set it up like oh we're, we find out like oh there's a conspiracy going on and shit like that fucking he's finding out his friends are dying and shit like that and then it kind of does it just like it, it just pulls the rug out from money and leaves you hanging on that because it's yeah. just like that doesn't matter fucking uh uh, none of that matters anyway, because uh, yeah, the way the way we do, we're we, we're left on that. It's like it's it's not like fucking we have a conclusion. It's just another uh, fucking uh, uh, you know uh, cliffhanger, basically. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I like about it though, because like when you have dreams, like sometimes they go off in like like tangents or different directions, and you think, okay, this is the dream now, and then it changes again. But, like, it's so, like, a box inside of a box inside a box of, like, how he, like, not only does he dream now that, like, when he's, like, pretty much dying in the bathtub, like, he's, like, he's dying in the demon world, which is, like, where his soul is because his body's dying in Vietnam. But then he's dreaming within the dream that he's still with his wife and his son is still alive. But then, like, we know the son is dead, so are we supposed to believe that this is almost like a flashback, possibly, to when the, just the son was still alive? Or is it a whole other reality, like a multiverse, if you will, as Marvel lazily put it, 
that the son actually survived and he never got hit by the car. Like, it's just, there's just a lot going on to, like, fuck with your mind. Like, you don't really know where it's going. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know what? Uh, I found out recently that my dad, he's almost uh, been uh, gone for nine years. He, he died, like, nine years ago. And up until, like, recently, I literally used to have reoccurring dreams where it was, like, everything was just normal. Like, yeah. fucking... I could just call him and everything was fine. And it was like, I would, I would describe it to people like I have an A and B life going on where when I'm awake, it's like, how could I have thought that was real? But when I'm dreaming, it's like fucking no, him dying was a dream. It, it was so weird. Like how I know. Yeah. I know exactly. Cause I have the same thing. Like my, my dad died like six years ago who, who actually is the one who took me to see this movie. But, um, when he first died for maybe like the first year or two like i kept getting fucked up because i kept having these dreams that i would like run into him in public mm. and um like in the truman show yeah just, just like i like he would just would be walking one way and i'll be like like dad like what are you doing here or whatever and i would and i don't like i would i would like warn him it was almost like i had went back in time and i warned him like something's going to happen to you you have to be careful i was always trying to warn him and save him and like those dreams were like for a year or two and now like i still dream about them all the time but it's like you said it's just normal that you just see them and just like hanging out with them and stuff crazy i know the like, there's, none, there's none of that anxiety about him being dead in the dreams anymore you know Mm-hmm. fucking it's magical really when you think about it that we can do it, it that. is and not to be too like whatever you know that whole experience is like I don't know, like, I feel like, I feel like it makes you less afraid of dying. Like, I'm really not afraid of dying anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Fucking base goat. It is based. Yeah, this is the tear. When that tear comes, oh, my God, that's so Kino. Kino. See, like, fucking, he just, like, oh, we got, we saved you, buddy. And it's like, fucking, now, like, he's, he's, he woke up back in hell. He woke up back in hell. Literally, because he said, fucking... Uh, Jesse from uh, my job it was hell he just woke up back but she's so Stacy yeah she's so Stacy I would be happy to be in this reality I but... think that's what he's realizing now he's like but she's so Stacy though and the <laughs> that, that, cool. that's why he was crying he's like oh thank god the dog's I, pretty cool too I came back with this Stacy hell yeah <laughs> is he under the water just open his eyes under the water. I, yeah, I can't. I think it, it's hard to see the water line, but I think it's just like he's in the water, yeah. except for like his face, kind of. I remember. I, I think I'm noticing that now that I'm watching it on Blu-ray. I think I always just thought he was just under the water, and I was yeah. like, "How they get him?" <laughs> but that, that, that was just like a weird thing to make it uncomfortable, him just like having his eyes open underwater, because we know it's so uncomfortable to do that in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the water. So. Yeah, I have a little bit, I don't know if it's really trivia, but I just found this interesting. Like, when I was looking at the guy who wrote this, the guy's name was uh, Bruce uh, Joel Rubin. Oh, yeah. the, like, he he was trying to get Jacob's Ladder, like, made into a movie. when He, he wrote the script in, like, the very early 80s. And he, there was a time where he wrote all these movies, and they all got made at different time periods. But he wrote all these movies that are all about death. So his first movie that got turned into a um, his first screenplay got turned into a movie is this movie called Brainstorm, which is this weird movie with uh, Christopher Walken and uh, I think it's Natalie Wood. I have it on Blu-ray. 
I had the DVD mm-hmm. before that too, where it's like this weird machine where you put on your head and it records like what you do, and then like some shit happens and like uh, Walken has to use it to like re- replay these things of like this conspiracy and this murder and all this stuff. But it was like the, that movie is really weird too, and it has to do with death as well because you're kind of going in between these like I don't know different realities kind of. But like that was the movie that was weird because like Natalie Wood died like right after they shot that movie. So mm-hmm. like he had that, and then like three years later he had Deadly Friend get made, Fuck. and like the the Wes Craven movie, which like oddly enough that got uh, people uh, interested in the Jacob's Ladder script again because like all the studios had read it already and they passed, and it was actually Deadly Friend, believe it or not, that got the studio or I guess whoever produced it interested in it. And what's really ironic, Zach, is he also wrote the movie Ghost with. Um, Patrick uh, Swayze and Demi Moore which came out the same year as Jacob's Ladder so in the same year the guy had Ghost and Jacob's Ladder come out and like they're pretty much like the exact same movie <laughs> hell yes hell yes fucking what a, what a true Kino shed fucking yeah, Deadly Friend Jacob's Ladder Ghost that, that's a trilogy right there baby fucking the trilogy the mm-hmm. trilogy Fucking ghost shit. Ghost shit is cool. Remember, were you were you old enough to watch uh, Ghost Rider on Nickelodeon? I think I was too old to watch it, to be honest okay. with you, because I don't remember it. when I watched Nickelodeon. It was like the early, the mid eighties. It's funny the shit we do. Like it's funny, like we like to shit on like the next generation. Like fucking, they're on their phone. Like fucking, oh man, we. Like the shit we used to do for entertainment, like I, I, like I thought of this today while I was at work. Like I, I remember uh, as a kid, I used to like stare at a light until like you start seeing the the floaty thing. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. when it kind of burns, it like kind of like... burns a hole in your cornea temporarily. <laughs> I, yeah. I used to stare at a light until I saw that, and then I used to play like I was on Ghost Rider because it kind of looked like it kind of looked like the effect that happened. That that shit will damage your eyes. See, kids today might be better off than we were. Speaking of which, I have a piece of trivia. How we're like talking about like this movie started a special effect. I believe this was the first one to do it of the people shaking their heads off ass the demons, which has been used as for like demons and ghost movies ever since. Fucking Marilyn Manson videos. Oh, Marilyn Manson ripped it off non fucking stop. So, like, the trivia of that is the special effects were filmed live with no post-production. To achieve the famous shaking head effect, director Adrian Lin simply filmed the actor waving his head around and keeping his shoulders and the rest of his body completely still at four frames per second, resulting in incredibly fast and disturbing motion when played back at the normal frame rate of 24 frames per second. So that's how you do it, babe. Real quick, real quick, right here, right here. This is the moment. Like fucking, you're you're having sex with uh, fucking our girl. Fucking, our, just think of our boy, uh, fucking Jacob. He's doing the sex with fucking our girl, and just fucking, uh, like he's doing it. He's he's building up to the big come, and just as he he comes, she looks at him and, and and does his face. Like I would come so hard. Yeah. Like basically, if you're not watching, I, I did a joke there, but she just like demoned out, uh, and he, and he freaked out. Our boy. Her eyes went black. Went black. She had, like, sharp teeth. Yeah, and instead of doing the right thing, he was plunging his penis back inside of her. He he, he very... First, talk about some stunt acting. He very 
uh, fastly and hard threw her across the room into some dressers. And then she freaked out, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, is he going crazy? And yeah. it, 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 the, you know what's funny is I I, 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 rec- I realized while watching this is that fucking uh, uh, Hellraiser 5. Mm-hmm. Remember, after Hellraiser 4, Hellraiser in space. Because yeah. everything, all the four movies, the guy being in space, fucking Critters 4 in space, Hellraiser 4 in space. I like Hellraiser 4 in space, I gotta be honest. It's the only good one. It's yeah. the only good in space, part four. And, and yeah, fucking, yeah, I was I was thinking, uh, what was I thinking? I don't even remember. I think, uh, we were just talking about her being a demon, but, uh, exactly, we it were. wouldn't be that big of a turnoff to me if her, her teeth turned sharp and her eyes went black. She was still hot otherwise i love this fucking scene i love this fucking scene the, he, right here he tells him basically fucking he's uh, he, he's meeting up with his old buddy from vietnam they're mm-hmm. at a bar and he's telling him fucking i gotta tell you something he looks like he hasn't slept in fucking a month Legit. And, he, and he and he literally just opens up to him and tells him that fucking i'm going to hell yeah. and that and that's really scary like that that really fucks with me watching it because that really like this is something that is completely possible to happen. I've I've talked to people that were kind of like this at multiple times in my life. That's yeah. Yeah. The, the also the awesome acting by the legendary Pruitt Taylor Vince who got a lot of early roles because he could make his eyes shake like that. Exactly. He says, "Fucking, I'm going to hell. Fucking, don't tell me I'm crazy. I know I'm not. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming out of the walls." Fucking he, he uh, I the first time I heard that line, it was sampled on an album. Wow. So so by the time I watched the movie, I was like, fucking. By that time, I loved the movie. I loved you knew the where album it came anymore. from finally. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which I actually saw. I was a, like, I was actually a fan of him. He did a lot of good stuff in the '90s, Pruitt Taylor Vince. But um, I actually saw him in a grocery store once. He was checking out, laying away from me. I wish I would have talked to him, but uh. He's wearing like an Adidas sweatsuit. Fucking Chad, you think he still hadn't slept? Because he's still thinking about all that shit. <sighs> I mean, he was years later. He was much older. Um, but yeah, yeah, he he maybe not have slept. I don't know. Exactly. But the thing that I think is cool too is like you kind of think that like oh he bumps into his old friend from Vietnam. You kind of think like this is all still like in Tim, almost some Tim Burton and Tim Robbins imagination. <laughs> But like I think the guy is like act like that guy's soul or his ghost, whatever you want to say, whatever they are in this nether world. I think that guy's actually there too because he died on the same day Jacob did. So I think they're both going through the exact same thing at the same time. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And like one thing I, I guess we should uh, kind of mention is like how the demons were trying to kill Jacob. Like they tried to run him over with a car and all in the subway and all that kind of shit. And then what's going to happen to his boy here? His boy gets in his car and it just blows up and he's dead. Is mm-hmm. like, I think it's almost like some Freddy Krueger shit. Like if you if the demons actually finally do get you and kill you, like then you really are just done in the afterlife and then you you move on to either heaven or hell wherever you're going. Exactly. Look, look at that. Who's who's that Poindexter that keeps following our boy around? Yes, yeah, mysterious guy following them guys around. Poindexter over there. Played by Matt Craven. Fucking, what do you think he's craving? Probably White Castles. Fucking, I was hoping he was craving the cummies. 
Because I was ready <laughs> well, to feed them. Why would you crave that? <laughs> I was ready to feed them the commies. Oh, you, oh, you was going to be the one doing it? I'd have to be. I'd have no, to be. None of these I boxers can, in the background were going to do it? Only I can do it. Fucking, I know what that which he survives on. Jeez. I really, I rather feed. If I was in this situation, I'd rather just go home and feed mine to Jesse again. Hell yes, she's so pretty. She is. She's beautiful. She was a great actress too. I always loved her. So, so sad that she's gone. Stacy. I don't know if it was one of her final movies, but I really like this movie called Nothing uh, Like the Holidays. I think it's called. It was like a Hispanic family Christmas movie. I, I, I've seen it a couple times. I really loved it with Alfred Molina and a bunch of other people. That shot of the stunt guy. Yeah. The, I, I love that. I, I love that too. Like he goes to, he drop like him and his buddy. It's like, fuck it. I just found my, my buddy. He's going through this shit too. Now I'm not alone. Yeah. He goes, they're going, they're walking off happily ever after. He's like, I'll, I'll see you later, buddy. And it's fucking, okay, I'm going to go get in the car. Oh, hey, I dropped my quarter. All of a sudden the quarter just flies away. He looks mm-hmm. back up and his buddy like, nods at him like he accepts his fate and then his car explodes <laughs> <laughs> that was a great scene because like yeah well it was, it was almost like he was like oh it's my lucky day like he found the quarter and then the, way I get, the, the car I, I, yeah i really can totally see why people could walk out of this movie and feel like pissed off like mm-hmm. they were just setting up like this weird conspiracy thing and then fucking and then it just it just ends, and it's like, oh, it was all a dream. Fucking, I can totally see that, but it's like, it's not really a dream. It's the fucking, it's it's the afterlife. We're seeing a movie. Uh, the, that's the whole point of the movie. I love that too, by the way. The guy, he comes out, helps him, and then just runs away. Yeah, he's like, you okay? Okay, I'm leaving now. And like, fucking, <laughs> just like, it is. It's just like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> and then I can see why at the end, like. People could feel like, oh, it's just, he's dead, and the, that's that's just a cop out, man. I can totally see that. I can totally, I get it, but for some reason, I'm enthralled when I watch this movie the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good because, like, like I said, like really when he meets that guy at the the bar, his friend. Um, to me, this is where the movie like really picks up because now he reunites with all the rest of the at the funeral. He reunites reunites with all the uh, rest of the guys from um, mm-hmm. from Vietnam. And like to me, this is where um, you know, like the movie really started getting interesting. Like once you get in the conspiracy side, I think you need the based and demon pill conspiracy because like I like I think the first half of the movie is interesting when it's just him going through it but then when you find out other people are going through it like it makes it seem more real you know what i mean mm-hmm. exactly so fucking now they're getting together and uh him and his boys they're gonna fucking they're gonna talk and they're gonna yeah basically they're gonna come to the conclusion that this has to be happening because fucking you know when we were in vietnam they fucking they they gave us something they they were fucking experimenting on us or something fucking yeah. made us all we're seeing things and shit they i don't think they ever say it by name in like the thing but i always thought it was like agent orange or whatever which there was and like there like there's like a weird disclaimer at the end when the movie ends that the that the thing really did happen to guys in the military that like Mm -hmm. oh they got drug dropped a drug on them but it's like weird because the the whole drug thing is such a minor part of the movie of them getting experimented on because he really is just dead the whole time Mm mm-hmm 
Or did, did he even get experimented? Is it just part of the dream? Yeah, that's a good question. Because um, in the dream world, they, they say that they were actually, they made them go nuts and they killed each other. But we don't even know if that's real. Because, I mean, we just assume it's just like the Viet Cong or something that stabbed him and killed him in Vietnam well, until the very end it reveals but it. Then, also, if he's being airlifted, because we keep seeing him waking up and he's being, like, you know, airlifted into the chopper and stuff, maybe mm-hmm. he's just hearing conversations they're having. Maybe right. they're speculating about what's going on. So, obviously, something fucking happened uh, yeah because the military guys once they got there they would understand that like you know there was no actual enemy it was just the guys attacking each other exactly like they're, they're fucking hanging out we're gonna see uh our boy jason alexander soon yeah he shows up out of nowhere though i don't know him by name but the the one viet the one vietnam buddy with the long hair that dude was like in a bunch of movies at the time like he was like in the jerky boys movie and stuff but, I um, have that to watch, and I still have never seen the Jerky World. Oh God, I love it! Like I don't even think it ever even came out on DVD. I could, or maybe it did. I don't know. But like, I like that's a movie I want to come out on Blu-ray so bad, and it never will because it's owned by Disney, unfortunately. Is it really? It, yeah, it is. That's so funny. And what's weird too, but a lot of people don't know, but the Jerky Boys movie was produced by Emilio Estevez and Danny DeVito. <laughs> Genius. This is an interesting bit of trivia, Zach. Uh, Adrian Lin, uh, he turned down the directorial duties on the bonfire of the vanities so he could direct Jacob's Ladder. His first choice for the role was Jacob Singer, uh, was Tom Hanks, but by coincidence, Hanks turned the film down so he could go make the bonfire of the vanities. So, Fucking... See, this could be one of those movies that people say, like, oh, not only will it fucking possess you if you watch it, mm-hmm. fucking, it's also, it was cursed, just like Poltergeist. Fucking, right. get this, Lincoln shot in uh, uh, the back of a Ford. It was like one of those things. Fucking, it's, it, it's got big cum, big cum. I just don't understand these guys. That His buddy there behind him looks like a uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, uh, a Brecken Meyer, almost. Oh, he does look like Brecken Meyer. Fucking Brecken. I would, I would party with Brecken, for sure. Which we gotta talk about Jason Alexander because I looked it up and I was trying to figure out the timeline between his role in this movie and Seinfeld. And um, depending on when this film was shot, you know, it's always hard to tell. Sometimes, sometimes movies are shot six months before they release. Sometimes they're shot a year and a half. Before. I can tell. I can tell by how much hair he's got. Yeah. But um, but yeah, he either shot this movie either right before or right after he shot the first season of Seinfeld. Somewhere after the burning, sometime before the first season of Seinfeld. That's about what I guess. I think it's like ten years after the burning. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he offered all the guys in the thing like a a bite of his Fritos. But yeah, he plays a lawyer who he's just like, yeah, there were some experiments in Vietnam, and you know, if, if we could prove whatever, you you guys could get a big lawsuit, you know, a big settlement. And the guys are like, well, we don't care about the money; we just want to find out what happened to us, you know. Exactly. The fucking he's like, I'll hell yeah, I'll look into it. And as they're leaving, we see they're being followed by somebody mm-hmm. in a van or in a like it's here. it's pretty much like a Men in Black conspiracy right here. Conspiracy. Yeah. This scene's fucking dank. Yeah. Fucking our girl, she's sitting there like, Oh yeah, I got you I got you some orange juice and like fucking 
he he's like fuck it oh not that kind and she says she she picks the kind he didn't want and he he's like fucking oh no fucking cringe she's big stacy she's big stacy fucking he yeah, doesn't know how good he the has. one kind of apple juice he don't like exactly fucking so so ungrateful by the way i love how she's taking a note and she's bent over the desk instead of sitting in the chair exactly exactly she knows she knows yeah. <laughs> i mean she's gotta be a demon though to be able to take that that hentai tentacle and the horn through the mouth but not die from it oh yes oh yes yeah. fucking, that that is a chick you you guys to hang with you guys to fucking hang with yeah she's gonna introduce some new things like you might fucking she just j- jumps up and swallows you whole with her pussy like a like a snake <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like laying and like like you see the snake and it like eats a deer and it's like 50 times it's a regular size and it's just all swollen you just get in there and you fucking pound the shit out of her cervix cervix you fucking she's just coming all over the place yeah, so Tim Robbins said years later he thought this movie didn't do well because um, of all the violent Vietnam scenes and it didn't uh, match up with the national mood in the fall of 1990 during the run-up to Gulf War. A lot of people just were turned off by the war aspect. But yeah, this movie didn't do well. Like, it literally broke even. Like, it cost like $25 million to make and it grossed 26 which once you factor in uh, advertising shit, it's pretty much a flop. But I mean... Videotape was a big money maker back then, so I'm sure it either broke even or made a, a little bit of profit once it hit VHS. But uh, yeah, th- th- I think that's another thing, Zach. With um, going back to like why maybe not a lot of pe- like people are familiar with this and just knowing the name. But yeah, like I, I think a lot more people need to see this movie, especially to see it to because like I feel like so many like conspiracy supernatural films that came out like the last twenty years after it like they really borrowed a lot from this movie exactly and like fuck, like i said like people talk about like oh a silent hill movie we already got it we already got a silent hill movie fuck you it. got a real one yeah well even says in it. the imdb trivia i don't know what the source is from this but it says uh this film served as a major inspiration to the early games in the silent hill video game franchise they 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 tell us they fucking the the game series fucking Jacob's Ladder directly inspired it fucking uh, along with a couple other things but like yeah fucking Jacob's Ladder completely because it took so long to get made apparently over the years at different points uh it was almost directed by Sidney Lumet Michael Apted and Ridley Scott exactly would you fucking uh, would you hang out with Ridley oh I would want to hang out with him now that he's in his eighties like. Everybody got mad that he's like shitting on the Marvel Cinema Universe and all that. I think that's like awesome. Like, why? Like, why? Why do people keep getting mad that people are shitting on it? Like, <laughs> no. haven't they got like? Haven't you got used to it yet? Haven't you realized it is like just the same movie over and over again yet? Like, yeah. The fact that you still get this offended is like kind of concerning. <laughs> well, it's like, weird too because like it it's weird too because like. They're like, if Martin Scorsese comes out and says it's not real cinema, real kino, then then we got a problem there. But then, like, if the people pay, like, the 12 bucks to go see Thor 4 and they don't like it, then they just shit all over it. I'm like, well, what's the fucking difference? Like, I, I'm, fuck, I'm, I'm trying to fucking push the buttons. I can see it both ways. I'm just fucking with all the fam. They're, they're ready to have my head. I mean, it's like, you know, I watch comic book movies too and everything. And there was a time when I really loved comic book movies. 
till they all until they made so many of them they all got generic but it's like at the end of the day don't be so fucking touchy about it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's popcorn movies and there's kino i'm sorry but jacob's ladder is pure kino pure kino the fucking the, that new monsters fucking uh trailer oh i was about to read did you see it you see how good that looks that's gonna be kino yeah that literally looks just like the fucking uh uh, like uh, I saw stills of that I couldn't tell if it was Fucking uh, from a It looks like a porno parody It literally looks like a porno It's so Kino I, Like I think that's the point of it And I think that's what people really aren't mis- I think this is funny. I think the monsters th- thing that Rob Zombie made I think it's supposed to look And feel like If the monsters was made as a sitcom today Because the monsters was like a cheap ass show When they made it in the 60s or whenever Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, all his friends backed out of the lawsuit with uh, Jason Alexander, and he went to like question Jason Alexander why, and Jason Alexander was like, "Oh, leave me alone." So like, you think the the Men in Black demons were getting to Jason Alexander as well? Exactly, fucking. It, it really does. The, the the second half of the movie is just like fucking. Oh, like oh, we thought it was like some demon shit, but it's some conspiracy shit. But then yeah. every once in a while, you'll see like a fucking weird demon again and it's like no there's still demons but there's some conspiracy shit going on the illuminati man they really are lizard people it's it's the lizard people man they're behind it all fucking it's some fast alex jones was right type of shit fucking type beat uh you ever see see alex jones sing dancing it's really good i haven't yeah he he sings dancing uh a long way back from hell Oh man, that's amazing. A lot of people take like clips from it and edit it into their videos and make memes. And it's weird because he's just sitting at like the desk in his studio, looking straight into the camera, singing it. It's bizarre. I can't imagine him doing it because the voice he talks with on a show already has to be like a fake voice. Yeah, it has to be. Ah, nobody talks like that. Nobody talks like that. Do around. you wanna take a lie? Cause it's a mm-hmm. long way back from Jacob's ladder, Do but you uh, cross that line? which that's actually one of my favorite Danzig songs too. I love it. I just want to fucking have sex with Danzig, and I, oh, yeah. I, I imagine that's the sound he makes when he comes. I want to cross that line. <laughs> cross that line. I um, there used to be years ago, like we're talking like the early days of the internet, like like 97 98 there's this website where all the groupies would post like their experiences of all the rock stars they slept with and i read like the danzig one it had like 20 or 30 posts all these groupies they all fucking complained about (laughs) (laughs) and like the number one complaint i remember this one like the one big complaint was that uh this groupie was mad because danzig yelled at her when she tried to light a cigarette in his hotel room (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. I, lo- I love this scene where he yeah. gets thrown out of the back of the car and basically he fucking, this is him at his lowest. He, he lands fucking, he, he, he's pretty sure that he's completely like fucking paralyzed. But like, uh, is he really paralyzed or is this, is it like just manifesting as the way like, because he sees uh, fucking, you know, his body is being completely fucked up when he needs this chiropractor to come and help him. Uh, whether or not it's real, it's all in his head, baby. But like, I love this. 
where we see fucking the Santa Claus that is fucking he he's happens to just be standing there as uh Jacob is thrown out of the car and left and fucking he has the the, the sign that says like give to the needy and fucking for no reason just they put in the movie that the Santa Claus just steals his wallet while yeah. fucking, while while Jacob's laying there all shocked and shit. I, yeah, like when I first watched it I thought the Santa Claus guy was just going to take the money out but he steals the whole wallet. That goes nowhere. Yeah. It's so weird that they put it there, but like I like that they did. Well, I I think he's supposed to be like he's part of the demon conspiracy because, like this part that like they're saying, oh he doesn't have any ID, we don't know who this guy is, so like we got to hold him, and they're like, who took your wallet? And he says Santa Claus, so he just sounds crazy. So it's like they have to keep him in the hospital because he's so crazy or whatever. And maybe they're hinting into the biblical themes, with the since it's the the Jacob's ladder, the biblical theme. It like we be. said, like they said, they're uh, they're being blatant with uh, a lot of them, so maybe that was the intention. That guy kind of looks like uh, uh, one the the brother or whatever from uh, Sopranos. He does, Christopher, or whatever. Chad. I like how they just start immediately wheeling him down to the X-ray thing, and he like they go through like a, a muddy like like garage, and then they're just they yeah. go through like the Silent Hill version of a hospital. Yeah, I love this. Like, fucking, they're wheeling him on a gurney, and they're going through, like, an abandoned warehouse-looking thing where there's, like, dirt, yeah. and it's, like, fucking making him bump all over the place. And he starts seeing, like, weird people with uh, missing limbs and yeah. windows and shit. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I think... Uh, well, he sees yeah, his son's bike, too. Literally, I think, uh, fucking, Cabin Fever, when he fucking sees the rabbit and yeah. the... I think that's a reference to this movie. I think the the shot there of the the gurney wheel spinning. There's actually trivia that says Adrian Lyne fucked with the 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 thing to get it to go up off the ground so it would spin around like that. Like that's how keen of a director he was. I always remember that shot too, because yeah. it almost like defies logic the way it's spinning around. But it's like it's because you know it's just a little short. And fucking, it's like, why is it? It just works so well. I like the guy with like the little stumpy legs that crawls on the cage. Chad, there is some Chads in here. I like this lady. I always remember too that 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 big breasted Stacy who's like trying to breastfeed a plastic doll. Yeah, (laughs) it's really weird shit in here. And now he gets to the point where like he just they wheel him through like this crazy ward, and now he's just like body parts in this part of the hospital. Now that he's in hacked off arms and legs, like. Now he's really in, like, the demonic basement. If I had to pick one thing that probably is dated, it would probably be those optical effects there. The, or the, uh... The spinning like, heads, people. I, just because we know we've seen it so much in Marilyn yeah. Manson. It's, it's like Marilyn Manson <laughs> well, himself. That's the reason. thing, though, is, like, you can't really... You can't really, like, bitch about the movie that created it when everybody else just yeah. ripped it off for 30 years. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. I always like the scene too because they like now they're just all of a sudden he's uh he's in the doctor's office but like the doctor's office is like has weird fucking like this doesn't look uh, professional. This it's like, like a David Cronenberg doctor office. Yeah, fucking uh, he sees uh, doctors with like foreskin over their eyes. <laughs> yeah, and they have fucking... foreskin, and Jesse's one of the surgeons. Stacy, mm-hmm. this is gonna be me in a couple weeks, baby, if I have that surgery. See, if I was him right now, I'd literally start jacking off. Like, fucking, oh, yeah. 
Fucking Desi's the one that's fucking. She's the one doing. Oh my god, that's so fucking hot. Well, Holy even though shit. he's like all tied up and shit, like as soon as he sees her, he he should be like just going hands free at that point. Fucking exactly. I'm alive. I'm alive. Which he really still is at this point. Like exactly, exactly. I. I I remember all these uh, these fucking uh, sound bites are burned into my head. Yeah. The, the guy with the foreskin, foreskin over his eyes. It's so realistic, and he just puts a needle in his head, like almost like a lobotomy at this point. He fucking he he's shooting the drugs directly into his brain. Yeah, that gets you fucked up. I wonder. I wonder if that's like a thing. If anybody could survive a shot of drugs in the brain, <laughs> if the needle would just kill you. Like we need to make a movie where where people are, are getting high by injecting heroin straight into their fucking forehead like that, and as soon as they like they plunge it in or whatever it's called, they just they just immediately start drooling, drooling. Yeah, it's fucked up. Fucking like I said, it's it. like uh, Nikki Six said they used to just take the lube up the the bottles of vodka and pour it straight into their asses. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. I heard women can actually uh, soak a tampon in the really? vodka and put it in their pussies and get drunk. Amazing. That's amazing. Fucking being a woman was like so much better than we ever could imagine. Oh, That's yeah. So awesome. That's so awesome. Here, here's some trivia, which I don't even know if I believe, but I find it interesting. It says actors who are allegedly interested in playing the lead role of Jacob Singer included Richard Gere, Dustin Hoffman, and Al Pacino. I for saw the that. yeah, for the role of Jesse, director Adrian Lin auditioned roughly 300 women, including Jennifer Lopez, Andy McDowell, Madonna, Demi Moore, and Julia Roberts. The role eventually went to the very first person who auditioned, Elizabeth Pena. Which I mean, it was her role. You can't steal that role from her. But like, I kind of find this dubious because like, wouldn't Jennifer Lopez have been like 18 at the time? Like, do you think she was really getting movie auditions? And like, come on. I don't know, fucking. That that's the Chad move though to see the the epic Stacy from the beginning and still yeah. look at all the other people. Uh, hopefully the the scene they rehearsed was the the fucking topless scene. It's like I already know I'm hiring her, but I want to see all these other just movies keep rehearsing too. It. Yeah, everybody but, rehearses that scene. Because Hollywood basically just works like an American Pie film. Yeah, like I I I think um, I think Madonna would have been good in the role, but she would have been too on the nose. Exactly. Here's exactly. some here's some good trivia. It says the confrontation between Jacob and Geary, that was Jason Alexander's character, originally took place in a courtroom corridor. Lynn moved the uh, the action down the stairs in order to downplay the height difference between Tim Robbins, who was six foot five, and Jason Alexander, who was five foot five. So yeah, Tim Robbins is taller than me. What a Chad! Big Chad. Funny. Here's our boy to the rescue. Like I really like this part. Like like uh, we're. Um, Danny Aiello, his chiropractor, all of a sudden just busts into the hospital to save him. Like, at this point, like, you know, obviously this would never really happen. You know, this is, like, complete fantasy going on. His savior is here, baby. His savior is here, and his savior, this fucking chiropractor is somehow able to, like, get, get like, uh, fucking Clarence above all these real doctors. He's, mm-hmm. like, fucking telling them to back off. Like, I'm getting you out of here right now, and I'm going to take care of you, buddy. And like fucking, he does. He takes him. He he fucking he cracks his back, and he's like, "I got it." And it's it's almost like just the suggestion that he got it makes Tim Robbins feel so much better. Like uh, I almost think like 
they probably were hinting on like it's probably like fucking in his mind or something almost but like he is a savior and fucking he's the angel that came in he's saving him and like fucking we're we're getting to the third act of the movie now fucking uh and uh, i realized while watching uh this last time that like fucking yeah i'll, I'll point it out as i watch as we're watching it but like fucking yeah, I think uh, that that scene after this happens, where he's in the uh, the cab driving back home, mm-hmm. he sees he has the uh, the vision again of him getting stabbed at the yeah. beginning of the movie, and I think that's when he realizes like he figures it all out, but we don't know that yet. Right. Like he's put it together. Like okay, I guess I'm. I guess this is it. Like it must be the moment like uh, when you're in the car and it's like I guess. I guess this is it, and there's a. Everybody talks about like that calmness comes over you, uh, or something like that. Maybe that's like fucking. I guess this is like the end of life. I guess I'm gonna experience that. Uh, I guess I'm ready for this. And then he's like, okay, and he he gets taken back to his apartment, and it's almost like he goes up knowing that I'm gonna run into whatever I'm supposed to confront from this point on. Or it's like he just knows that from this. Uh, on. Well, really, it all starts with this scene with Danny Aiello fixing his back in the chiropractor office. He they, he does this whole speech where he talks about basically when you're holding on, the devils will try to pull you, you know, because basically for you to accept your fate that you're dead, and that if you cling to if you try and cling to life, that's when the devils come for you. All the demons they try to get you, and mm-hmm. he said he even says like the memories they try to burn them away to like free yourself like basically like letting go of what your life was is like freeing so you can go to the other side type thing and then he yeah. and then he even says like so in a way the the devils become angels whatever you know what i mean and it fucking it's all in how you look at it jacob right. young jacob young grasshopper but i mean to be honest it wasn't like he was really frightened and like because he does early on he even asks jesse like am i dead like after the whole bathtub thing but, I mean, in general, for the most part, it's not even really like he's holding on. He just doesn't know what happened to him. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and then he, he asked his wife uh, the second time we talked over, but he woke up again uh, uh, and saw uh, the other wife and uh, the kids came in. And yeah. uh, he, he, he mentioned, like, he said, like, am I alive? And then the kids started laughing because they, they, they thought he was stoned. Yeah. And the, like the, the wife. The wife could tell like he was being serious and there was a good moment there where she cried because you could tell he was like scared yeah. fucking, this this movie's very keno very keno i mean the one thing that, that you can't accuse this movie of being is not keno because it is very keno it's 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 just covered in keno you covered in keno the original covered in keno game but um keno therapy uh, you're gonna is. need keno therapy you're gonna have tumors from so much keno being pumped into you I like how Tim Robbins has the body of like a little boy. Like he has like no upper chest muscles. He just has that skinny body that we all had as little kids. But um, yeah, if we were playing the game of Kino or not Kino right now, and Jacob's ladder came up on the scoreboard, we have to say definitely Kino. Exactly, Kino Cuisino. Exactly. (laughs) Speaking of which, we'll we'll have a big announcement coming up in a few episodes about the future of Kino Cuisino. Oh yeah. The deals are the deals are are brewing. We need to open up a casino called the Kino Casino. Oh, that would be awesome! All the slot machines we just buy all the ones that are themed after movies and TV shows. Fucking you! You pull the slot and it fucking it, it spins and it shows different DVD covers. You got to yeah. match them. And then if you match them, you get uh, eight thousand copies of that DVD. 
Look and it's that. the DVD. We don't want to give away Blu-rays. No, no, it's got to be D- DVD. is the most universally... It's still the best-selling format. A lot of people don't understand that. But it's, uh, yeah, it's for everybody. So, yeah, I want to talk about Adrian Lin for a second. Because he had something, like, really fucked up happen in his career that really got him off the track of making movies. And I think it was really unfair. So, anyway, his debut movie in 1980 was Foxes. I think that's, like, a camp movie with... Um, I think Jodie Foster. It's either Jodie Foster or Christy uh, McNichol. I can't remember which one. He used to watch it all the time as a kid. And then 1983, he directed Flashdance, which was a huge runaway hit. Then 86, he did Nine and a Half Weeks, Mickey Rourke, another huge hit. Then a year later, he did Fatal Attraction. This guy had hit after hit, Zach. And then three years later, he finally got Jacob's Ladder made, and then boom, you know, it it, it kind of didn't it didn't hurt, kill his career, but you know, it kind of slowed him down. And then uh, a couple years after that, he had Indecent Proposal with Robert Redford and Woody Harrelson, Demi Moore, which was a pretty big hit too. That was '93. And then '97, you're probably too young to remember this. He did a remake of Stanley Kubrick's Lolita, which is oh. about um um. A uh, grown man who falls in love with his girlfriend's uh, like teenage daughter, and like this movie got so, like everybody was so uh, afraid of the Plato file implications that like the studio dropped it, and it was like just sitting on the shelf for years. And I remember finally Showtime bought it and put it put it on the air, but like I thought that was such a, and it killed his career. He he did he, like uh, he did, he made like five years later he made a, another movie called Unfaithful with Diane Lane, which like. Did okay. It was an okay movie, but it wasn't like a big hit. And then, like, he didn't make a movie for 20 years until recently he made Deep Water with um, Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. But I just thought that was so stupid because it wasn't like he made, like, some radical child porn whatever thing. He made a remake of a movie that came out and was perfectly acceptable in the 1950s. It was but, a remake of a movie based on a book that yeah. couldn't even – they couldn't even do that back in the day. Yeah. They how did they make a movie about Lolita? Was the marketing for that movie? Technically, they didn't. They couldn't because mm-hmm. they, they couldn't get away with doing that. So the remake is like we're just gonna fucking make the book as it was written. Yeah. And fucking and that ruined his career. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Irons and Dominique Swain. And I remember watching it on cable, or maybe I rented it afterwards when it came on videotape. And like, I remember thinking it was pretty good. I yeah, it seemed pretty thinking good. It was bad. But they act like he made something so atrocious, which, like, how could somebody make it? It's not like he directed Chicken Hawk or whatever. The the, the whole point of the movie and the book is that this guy's bad for doing yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, very bad. Um, that was our boy Macaulay. He got splatted. He did. He got fucking hit on his bike. And I don't know about the trivia. We'll have to see when the end credits come up. But the trivia claims that Macaulay was uncredited in this film. I'm like, why? Like, why would he be uncredited? I don't know. Yeah. It was like I he want... was such a big star already that they were just he was just doing the uh, the the cameo. What if it was like fucking? Which movie opened first? This did, and then like oh, okay. uh, t- like a week later. Uh, like a week later, they had the premiere of uh, what is it called, uh, Home Alone, <laughs> and then I think it was maybe two weeks later it hit a wide release, Home Alone. But yeah, within two weeks he was in this movie in Home Alone. Home Alone was gonna be a huge movie because of who was behind it. Yeah, fucking, they probably called him and been like, "Can you like not advertise this adult <laughs> film with this with this kid that we're we're gonna try to make a big star?" Probably. So is it so weird? Hollywood's so weird. Yeah. 
Here she is, fucking well, Stacy. Again. But, like, it's funny, though, because, like, I wondered, too, because, like, she's, like, if you if you notice, it's kind of subtle, but, like, she's, like, kind of discouraged him along the way from, like, discovering or doing, like, what he's doing, like, researching what's going on or the, the conspiracy. And it's almost like she kind of does want to keep him there with her, you know what I mean? Exactly. Did you Did you see the original ending the the they apparently they did shoot an ending that uh was the fi- basically in the in the final version this is the last time we see her character i i think mm-hmm. but in the original ending she was going to show up again and reveal her true form no she is she is she she was she's going to show up and uh, yeah she's like a fucking she comes out like she's a demon, baby. Fucking like what happens? She, like she tears her skin off or something? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if that de- deleted scene's on the Blu-ray or not. Fucking, I I know yeah. there was a scene they shot. It's in the trivia, and they say you can see it in one of the like the original vintage making of movies. Like you know how like in the movie where he at the very beginning where he almost gets run over by the subway train, and then it mm-hmm. just cuts to like the the morning like dawn sun and then he wanders into the apartment apparently Mm -hmm. after that there was a scene where he 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 like you know kept walking through the tunnel and he got to another station and he went in the bathroom or whatever because he was all dirty and he saw a man getting raped in there exactly i remember that yeah yeah and then they like the guy pulls a knife on him or something he runs away yeah which would have been really weird honestly Okay, it would have been yeah. I wonder. I wonder what was this. Maybe that's just too weird right out of the gate. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. But uh, our boy, fucking, uh, we have to. We have to talk about it, fucking. Uh, she she has to be hot as demon form too. Oh yeah, that's why I'm, I'm curious. Like if they ever shot it or not. If they ever did the special effects. Fucking. Such a, a big Stacy demon, big big Stacy demon Melkies. Oh yeah. <laughs> why am I why am I going full game gang on this episode? I, I don't know. It's it's an odd movie to go. Actually, it's not an odd movie to go full game. Dang, there's a like I'm 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 searching for pictures to see if there's any pictures of her as a demon. It doesn't look like it. They, it might have just been something that they never shot. But there's some uh, there's some. Uh, company that made like a full life or maybe this is the prop from the movie like the 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 rubber body with the with the mouth coming out damn it is it sold for it sold for only two thousand three hundred and forty dollars this isn't a movie that's uh like it influenced so many movies it's almost like it gets lumped in with a couple of movies uh like uh uh, uh, not the uh, fucking Angel Heart was another one. Yeah, we, which which actually I just got in the mail yesterday. Um, I, that's another one I haven't seen all the way through in years and years. But uh, supposedly because right. Adrian Lynn knew Mickey Rourke, he offered him the role, and Mickey Rourke turned it down. Which I think was a good move because this movie is very similar in a lot of ways to Angel Heart. Which do you prefer? I I actually watched this one first. I think I. Uh, it seems to be like you like the one you saw first when it comes to Angel uh, Heart. I saw, I saw them like when both in the theater, so I would have seen Angel Heart first. But I think I actually, it's hard to say because I, 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 to, to be really honest, I'd have to go watch Angel Heart again. 
But like mm-hmm. Angel Heart is a movie like I just I bought it, it just came out in 4K and it was cheap. I just want to see it again because I'm a huge Mickey Rourke fan. So it's just and also De Niro's in it. So it's like I gotta have the movie that had Mickey Rourke and De Niro in it that started their long going feud that's still going on. But uh, but uh, I think I I don't know. It's hard to say. I think I prefer the atmosphere and visuals and story of Jacob's Ladder more. Fucking based goat. Yeah. Fucking based goat over here. Fucking I agree. I'm goaded with the Kino. He's goaded with the sauce. Yeah. Fucking goaded with the sauce. <laughs> That's my favorite meme that came out of this last year. <laughs> I, I, I came across the weirdest meme um, while looking for this Jacob's Ladder shit. It's a post of like a full grown guy like in a cosplay for Ghostbusters and then also a little tiny girl in a cosplay for Ghostbusters. And with the guy it says Ghostbusters twenty sixteen is not for this guy. He's already had two great movies, a theme song, multiple toys, comics and props, and hundred and seventy three hits uh seven hundred uh, sorry, hundred and seventy three episodes of a hit cartoon show. And then shows the little girl and it says, Ghostbusters 2016 is for this awesome little lady. She needs heroes too. And I'm like, okay, have you seen that movie where like the women are just arguing with each other and slapping each other the whole time? It wasn't very heroic. <laughs> yeah. the, the people might say that about the original. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I, I, I think uh, a girl probably wouldn't like that movie just because it's too long. I don't yeah. like that movie because it's too long. I think girls have less time than most guys do. They're too busy going to college and Are shit. Are you talking about the original Ghostbusters or the 2016? The 2016? Is it the 2016 one, like, two hours long? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I, I didn't see it till Blu-ray. I rented it from Netflix, and I swear it felt like it was, like, two and a half hours long. It's like, fucking... He, uh, I forget the guy that made this name. I really like... Uh, uh, fucking, Paul Feig or whatever? I really like uh, Freaks and Geeks. But like, bro, you don't have to use every inch of film you shot. You're supposed to yeah. cut down the work print. But he said they improv so much he didn't know what to cut, so he just kept it all. So, whatever. Exactly. See, right here, uh, this is basically the conclusion we get to the whole uh, conspiracy yeah. so far. He basically, we finally, the guy that uh, basically uh, pulled him away from the car fire earlier and then ran away shows back up. And yeah. now he's laying it all on him, fucking... Uh, basically like yeah fucking they gave you some drugs and shit they were fucking they were shooting into you like that you were you were fucking each other like stone test bunnies and shit i, I was there i saw the whole thing man you started fucking being rames and and, and just out yeah. of nowhere you just fucking just bricked in your fucking face you get you guys went from normal soldiers to the original came gang within seconds oh yeah but but like it just cuts to them jacking off and yeah like, just like all shooting <laughs> That's why Eric LaSalle had it coming out of his nose. He had so much. But um, the drug makes you uh, came from every orifice of your body. From all pores. But, uh, no, like, this was actually, this scene was actually my favorite part of the movie on this rewatch. Because, like, this guy gives his whole backstory, the chemist guy. Like, he was a hippie chemist making LSD, and he got caught. And, like, they are going to throw him in jail for, like, 25 years. Or he could go to Vietnam and do experimental chemistry for them. So, like, he went to Vietnam and, like, yeah, he developed this drug. And he's, it's really cool because he's talking about how, like, first they gave it to, like, chimpanzees and they tore each other apart and ripped each other's faces off and shit. 
And then he's like, then, then like they took prisoners of war from the Vietnamese and like gave it to them, and like they did the same. They were even worse than the chimps. So he said, like they just put really small doses in your guys' food, and you know figured, well, the dose if we just make it smaller, like it will just make them great fighters. But instead, it like, you know, just like he doesn't say it, but I'm assuming over time with them just eating that shit, like it made them. Like they knew a, a big offensive was coming, but like the guy, like they never even made it to the battle because like they were too busy. Just like when they were like just waiting on, on orders, that's when they all snapped and just started killing each other. But in our version, they were gaming everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. Was... In our version, they just come and they they're still alive to this day, and they still they get together once a year for a reunion and they do the circle jerk again. And the machines all run on game in the yeah, future. That's the see, real Jacob's ladder. You climb up the ladder. Exactly. Every exactly. rung is a, see, a thing of a game. See, right here is what I was talking about. I, I thought it happened earlier, but right now he gets into the cab. He sees the he's, – he's got the crucifix there, mm-hmm. and he, he sees this. And I think this is when he realizes, like, fucking, that's what's happening. Yeah. Like, he even has like a look of like that's what's happening right there when he got stabbed. <laughs> well, yeah, I think what it is too, it's like that thing of like your memory, like when somebody tells you one little piece, it makes you remember the rest of it. Because the when when the chemist guy explained to him like, no, you guys, you guys didn't get attacked by the Viet Cong, you guys attacked each other. I think that's what triggered that memory in him, and then made him realize. Because the whole movie, like the demons are saying, like when he was doing that surgery in the hospital, the demons are saying, "You died, don't you remember that?" It's just like his memory's blocked. So like now he's actually remembering it. Exactly, the way it happens is so kind of fast too that it's like fucking how much of it was uh, part of the dream how much of like if, uh, was it a dream but does he have like some kind of uh, at some point like fucking some kind of uh, new sense uh, that lets him know like fucking oh yeah. like I'm dead and like okay that's what's that like it is it's uh, fucking weird but like yeah now he gets back to his hotel he fucking he goes up and like uh, yeah he just See, it, basically, he's playing Silent Hill now. He knows how the Silent Hill franchise and he has and the PS2 <laughs> controller in his hand. He, he's basically like, oh yeah, fucking, this is the last part of the game. I just walk, walk into like you know the area where the game started out or like something, something revolving around the game, and then like uh, I'll run into like what I'm supposed to confront, and and then I'll beat the game, and basically. Yeah. But but that didn't exist then because it is it, based on this movie. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that works out. Fucking the Silent Hill guys are so cool. They fucking they they teamed up with uh, our boy from the Back to the Future went back in time, influences game, uh, influences movie uh, before it happened. Yeah, it's it's funny cuz like um you know the staircase here, like that's like the ladder right there. But it's mm-hmm. saying that originally, like, I don't know if it was just budget or just the director didn't like it, but originally it was going to be, like, this giant staircase with, like, hundreds of people standing on it that that he would walk up at the end of the movie, him and Macaulay. Exactly. Fucking, uh, basically, our boy. Uh, apparently, the original script and the original idea was, like, fucking, it was more, like, just blatantly, like, based on the biblical stuff. Like, fucking, the demons had hooves 
They came in. They came in. Do you hear the funny sound? Do you hear the funny sound? It's my hooves. <laughs> you hear the so quacking, and they had like horns and stuff. Which, I don't hate that idea. That could have been interesting. Yeah. But the director was like really influenced by like some kind of photographer and stuff like that. He was like, he had his idea for like, I want it to kind of like not be like that because I feel like if we do it like that, it'll just kind of read as comical uh, to a lot of people. We got to like kind of bring it some way they've never seen it before. Like fucking, and and they ended up settling on like, uh, they read about some kind of, uh, some kind of, uh, I forgot what it was, but it was, it was some kind of like experiment thing where, uh, some uh, some mothers that were a part of some trial for some drug, yeah. like a, a couple of their kids were born with some kind of birth defects, and he there based, was a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, he based the demon look on something like that. The um, like this is interesting, but like pretty much like just the last scene is he goes into his old house where he lived with his wife and kids, and nobody's there, and he's just waiting and waiting until morning. And then he sees Macaulay and he goes up the staircase. But, like, apparently this movie was going to be super long because it says, after initial test audiences reported that the film was overwhelming, director Adrian Lin cut out 20 minutes of material, almost all of which came from the last third of the film. Mm. Uh, Four major sequences were removed after Jacob first meets Michael, a scene where Michael gives him an antidote for the latter. I think Michael was the uh, chemist guy, I think. A scene where Michael gives him an antidote for the latter. A scene where Jacob thinks he is cured but turns out not to be. A scene where he goes to Michael's apartment and finds Michael decapitated. And a scene just prior to his final meeting with Gabe, which is Macaulay Culkin, where he meets Jesse, who shows her true form. So, yeah, supposedly there's a lot more shit going on. But I gotta admit, like, the movie ends very simple and very, um, I guess, understated in the way of his crossing over to you know that the true afterlife you know but i uh, like i think it's good the way it wraps up because it's pretty much like the final theatrical version of the movie it's like you've already kind of been through so much hell and torment like yeah like if it like i could see if you had another extra 20 minutes of him just like it just would seem like a never-ending rabbit hole like like you know whereas this way like it feels like he's been through hell already and he earns like his reward of like you know seeing his son again and you know very peacefully and very happily going to the afterlife hell yes yeah it was this is gonna be like fucking you know the stairs was gonna like go up into the sky and shit they're like fucking that could come off as comical let's make it eat like let's make it like fucking it's just the stairway at his house it's like it's uh, like where you were the happiest in life, uh, almost. Yeah. There, there's a moment right there where it almost looks like he doesn't know whether or not it's just going to be a demon or not. And then, like, the kid looks at him and just and says something, and he's like, fucking... And then it's like, that's him, fucking... And it, it is. It's like, I almost expected it to be a demon, but it does just kind of end with him, like, fucking... It, he really got what he wanted the whole time back at the end of the movie, I guess. Yeah. And it, for some reason, it wasn't Jesse. Yeah, they, they, they kind of, even though he never, like, whatever, like, they kind of, like, the way I understood it was his son got killed while he was in Vietnam. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, even though he technically never really, like, went back to his family or whatever, like, we get the inference that, 
you know, once he lost his son, Macaulay, like, he was never really any good to his wife or his um, other kids ever again type thing because he was so damaged from losing the other son. So it's like, yeah, like, I feel like his ultimate happy place would be back to the son that he missed so much. Fucking back to son, won't you come? Fucking uh, amazing. Won't you come and take me up Jacob's ladder? Back hole, same. Won't you came? I see it doesn't it doesn't rhyme with came. I can't do no. it. Which, which by same. the way, we forgot to mention too. Jacob's ladder. Uh, the chemist guy says that the drug that they gave him. They called it the ladder. Yeah. So, so the drug is actually technically, even though it's really Jacob's ladder up to heaven, it's really. Technically, the the title of the movie really comes from Jacob's like ladder of getting dosed with the drug, the ladder. Exactly. And then what does it end with? What was his name? Jacob Singer. Jacob and then he Singer. just he types it on a fucking file and marks it void. That's that's how it all ends for us, I guess. Yeah, they just take his. He, they pronounce him dead in the military tent. And, and then it shows us. Basically, it, it tries to end with a message. It tries yeah. to be all fucking. Uh, it tries to get an Oscar or something. Some bullshit. Well, it's 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 weird too because it tells you that the, the the psychotropic whatever drug BZ was tested on soldiers during it. It's like why even mention that? Because it's like <laughs> it, it, to me when I saw it the other day, I was just kind of like, are you trying to say this is based on a true story? <laughs> I get I I guess like, well we're just doing it to raise awareness because yeah. fucking. Well, then we're just doing where is where it is. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's based on a true story. Yeah. I like to believe that. Based and then on they a built, true story. And then they, then they made a game based on it, too. They did? What was the game called? Fucking Silent Hill. Oh, yeah, that's right. Silent Hill. <laughs> Silent Ladder. Hell, yes. What, what do you think of it, baby? I like it. I'm I'm going to pick up the Blu-ray now. Um, I don't know. Like like I was about to say like oh I actually this is like the one film I wouldn't mind if they made a remake of, but if they made it like completely different at the same time. But I'm like I guess they did do a shitty remake already. So. <laughs> you know it's funny. It's almost like a, an alternate universe where if if like instead of Silent Hill uh, being inspired by uh, fucking Jacob's Ladder mm. like the fucking uh, <laughs> Silent Hill the Silent Hill sequel is like from a different universe where fucking you know Silent Hill was uh, or Jacob's Ladder was based on fucking I forgot what I'm saying I'm so fucking uh, scatterbrained right you're now you're so I'm based so well, it's, it's, a hell, it's a hell of a ride that the uh, the movie takes you on but like I mean yeah, like, well, like I, I don't think I, like, I did get, like, I did take the story out of it the first time I seen it, um, but, you know, th- shit, it's it's literally been over 30 years since I watched this movie from the beginning, and, like, I think I enjoy it, you know, like, I think I just enjoyed it at the time the same way as a kid, the same way I did, like, Hellraiser and stuff, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. whereas now, like, I actually... Again, like I, th- I feel like the movie's a little heavy-handed in the way it tells it. But I mean, once once you do a rewatch and you know this the twist of the movie anyway, that doesn't even really matter. But like, yeah, like I think I appreciate the movie more fully, and you know, with, with the what do you call it, life experience. That, that's uh, what well, take that more was, out of it. 
Yeah. I was going to mention that earlier, and I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to mention that after fucking, you know, Hellraiser went to space, every sequel after that was basically just a, a fucking, like, bootleg remake of Jacob's Ladder, pretty much. Pretty much. Like a fucking uh, Inferno. I, I remember mm-hmm. Inferno. I, I didn't hate Inferno just because it was like, oh, it's something different. It is kind of like Jacob's Ladder. That's interesting. Oh, we're seeing it through the eyes of the person experiencing like that's cool. Uh, was it was I Inferno know? the one about the cop or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that was the last one I ever seen. Yeah. Little did I know that that would literally be everything they do for the rest of them. If I if I remember right, I, there was one where they were like uh, in a, a haunted house or something with Lance what? Anderson or something. It wasn't a haunted house. It was like yeah. a party house, and there was some internet shit involved. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, Who knows? I think yeah. Any called like Hell World or something because yeah. they have a website where everybody watches it. I I completely forgot that existed until I was just thinking about it for, and now I just want to forget it again. I just want to forget that existence. Well, you will. You want watch some more dank ass Kino. You forget all about those bad Hellraiser movies. But no, like I mean, I don't. Yeah, how it says special prosthetic effects. FS FX Smith Inc. Like that's who was audi- uh, auctioning that thing off. I can't believe it. Like it was like a life size thing with the breast and everything. Like it just didn't have the the arms and it was like cut from the waist up. Like it was a really good prop and it looked like it was still in pretty good shape. They probably molded it after uh, her real titties too. I was I was gonna say like it, it really looked like hers, like because no, like I've I've seen where usually they do have you take your shirt off, like even girls, like when they do the thing because the the plaster gets everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like, so funny how I can take like stuff and like fuck. Uh, you got I just gotta bring it back to the fucking to dirty land, dirty land. Mm-hmm. I, I'm well, a twelve year old boy over it's here. A, it's we're talking about a film with a very erotic uh, subtext in nature. I mean, why not? If if a Nightmare on Elm Street two is all about taking it in the ass, why can't Jacob's Ladder be about sexualizing uh, demonic? Uh, uh, what do you call that? It was always, I know it's fan fiction, but like, what do you call it? Like the like like when you have a uh, hentai. Well, yeah, hentai, but like there's some there's some name for it. Like when you uh, you when you have like fantasies of uh, having sex with like a mythical creatures or whatever. Is that what people mean when they say roll twenty three or something? I, I don't know. People, there's there's a name for it. I forget what it's called now. I've heard people yeah. mention something called Roll 23 or something like that. Mm. Roll 33 or something. And I got the impression that that's like, yeah, fan fiction about people having sex. Yeah. That's what I, I got the impression. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's what it was. Yeah, like, uh, it's funny too, because, like, like, just to, uh, just to be completely honest, like, you know, um, we're kind of like recording these episodes, like, kind of close together more than usual. And, like, I'm not going to lie, like, I thought it, I was, like, kind of, like, I was on a high from us doing Polly Shore and Freddy Krueger back-to-back, and I was kind of, like, when I sat down just to watch uh, Jacob's Ladder oh. the other day, I'm, like, I know this is a cool movie, I remember it's a cool movie, but I'm, like, uh, like, uh, you know, like, like <laughs> Polly Shore and Freddy Krueger, man, that's, like, that's, like, my cinematic, you know, uh, comfort zone pleasure zone there did, like, did you check to see if this has an anniversary coming up being as how we didn't realize the last two did before we yeah were... <laughs> like i mean it, it does obviously every year is the anniversary something but it's not a because yeah. this came out in 1990 so it won't be like a round one you know what i mean yeah it won't be like a 30 or 35th or whatever 
That's that's funny. Like we we like to pretend like we fucking knew that the anniversary. I, yeah, out. like I I write that we're celebrating the anniversary in the sh- in the like the whatever show description, but then we never even acknowledge it in the thing. We didn't acknowledge it, but I'm pretty sure we knew before we did. Yeah, we oh yeah, we just, I just forget. Like yeah, once you get rolling, you're talking about Fred Krueger being a Plato file. I mean, he can't. Fred really... Krueger's come and how it. Yeah. Imagining how it looks and tastes. When he turned into yeah, like that. Like what? what how long did we talk about that on the last episode? Like maybe thirty or forty minutes, but. At least the first hour was yeah. all that. At least the first hour, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But it, but no, but it it was in the end it was so because you know like there's a lot too like I didn't realize I mean he has a small part and everything but I didn't really remember that like Ving Rhames was in it and all that and pretty much like the cast like everybody was in it like the guy who played the chemist Matt Craven he used to be in a lot of movies so it was pretty, it was it was a good and you know, obviously always uh, paying tribute and love with your heart and eyes to uh, the resting in in peace and power. Uh, Elizabeth Pena. It was good to see her again. R.I.P. And, and Tim Robbins, he doesn't act anymore. Remember when he was gone for years and then just showed up out of nowhere, unannounced and Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny? Yeah, yeah. And when it, when he showed up, it was just like, is that who I think it is? What the fuck? <laughs> that was so weird. And then it was like, oh, is he back now? And then it's just like, nope. No. Is, is, he, is he just good friends with Kyle Gass and Jack Black? He probably jams with them, probably smokes uh, grass with them or something. What if fucking uh, they all hang out and have sex with each other? Like, uh, not with like, not like they have sex with girls in front of each other, but they actually just with each other, their lovers or what? Susan Sarandon watches and masturbates. Well, that's probably why they broke up because she got she got jealous of it. Hell yes. Yeah. I. Uh, that is how I want to die. Fucking have a sex with my boys while Susan's ready to watch as it masturbates. That, that sounds like some true Jacob's cum ladder fan oh, yeah. fiction. You should write a website like where you're talking about you because like nobody knows who you are. What are you talking about? <laughs> Susan's random. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst movie <laughs> in the world <laughs> that's amazing this shit is gold we need uh, we, we need to green light jacob's bladder we need to we need to come up we need to make uh, that somehow sexual in some way don't don't even tempt me with that because I've, I've been holding my bladder for the last 40 minutes but um oh yeah but yeah so uh that that was the amazing and epic jacob's ladder um obviously I mean, it just it's just a video store staple. Oh, we always oh, see the cover. Oh, we see it back then. You know, the posters up, everything. Love Jacob's Ladder. It just it's just weird. Like I don't know how to describe it, Zach, other than it just a movie that was like never popular, but like it was always around in some way. You know what I mean? Fucking it influenced so much. Yeah, it did. But it, does, it it's like the things that influence get remembered more than it itself almost. Exactly. Which is very sad. That actually happens a lot in the movie business. And it actually kind of, I don't know, I find it to be very sad. It is weird, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's it. That Those are all the disgusting facts and hentai fantasies we have about the 1990 film Jacob's Ladder. Uh, directed by Adrian Lynn and starring Tim Robbins and uh, Elizabeth Pena. So, 
if you made it this far, uh, you're you're very uh, you have a very strong will and constitution. Like maybe this episode is their Jacob's ladder. Like maybe they're realizing like they just rather die now after they reach this point of the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> the last oh, yeah. the last couple minutes of the episode makes them finally give up and walk up the big golden staircase like Jacob did. Fuck it, they're they're gonna, this is gonna be over. They're gonna go through the rest. They're gonna go through like eight months after this fucking ends, just being yeah. completely miserable, complete total <laughs> depression. They're gonna be like fucking man. Uh, they're just gonna be on the last uh, limbs of their life, and then they're gonna wake up. They're gonna be in the fucking bathtub looking up, and this commentary is still gonna be playing. <laughs> and the tear will come out of their eye under the water. Exactly. Exactly. I can't believe you thought he was crying underwater. That's so bizarre. <laughs> you thought you could see a tear come out of his eye underwater. I just made that up while I was going. Oh, okay. It sounded good at the time. <laughs> it was so weird. I thought it was like maybe true. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for uh, making it this far. And we'll catch you again real soon right here in the movie graveyard. Dog. <laughs>